It's really secret. What's this? Ryan said that Rena didn't show up for the podcast. And I said, well, can you go without her? He said, it's not my podcast. I don't know. And I said, well, what are they recording? It seems very secret. He said, I have no clue. I said, ah, it really is secret. They're not even telling Ryan. Uh huh. Okay. Fine. I got to do a baby blanket in. It's on uh, the 9th of October. You have to do a baby <laughs> blanket before October. Okay. Yeah, the 9th of October. I'm like wow. halfway. Yeah, well. Okay. That almost works. Yeah, worst case scenario. I'm just going to like give her like whatever I have and go, can I have that back so I can finish it? <laughs> that works. <laughs> I've had it's people like, do that before. <laughs> it's like, the I can't remember this is a family story or something I heard somewhere else, but somebody gave the pieces of... A sweater, uh, shirt, or a sweater, or a piece of clothing, and still Jumper. had to attach them all together. Mm-hmm. But uh, they had pieces, so I've this actually, is what it will be like. I actually knew somebody who put the sweater into the box at Christmas time with the needle still in it because they hadn't finished the collar. <laughs> they, they had the, everything was put together, but they hadn't finished. It was like a, a crew neck collar, and they didn't have time. And literally wrapped it like at four o'clock in the morning, Christmas Day, and gave it as a Christmas present. And said, you know, give it to me. And you can have it back tomorrow. <laughs> I just did finish it. So you know those uh, tomatoes I started what three days ago? Cooking them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I cooked the meat and onions and all that stuff for them this morning and combined them. And they're merrily bubbling on the stove right now. Oh, my. Oh. Making spaghetti sauce. She's been she's been making spaghetti sauce so for three if, days. Uh, Sue yelps and disappears. Suddenly, it's the uh, tomatoes boiling over. Uh, yeah. They're on really low. They should be okay. But, yeah. <laughs> and everybody and their brother showed up last night to get eggs. So we should be good on interruptions. <laughs> There you go. I sit down to watch NCIS. It's at a really good part. I hear knock, knock, knock. I'm like, oh, it's Fred. I don't want to deal with Fred. Oh, no. I get up and, oh, no, it's not Fred. It's Michael. Hi, Michael. What do you need? He's like, I need eggs. I said, I don't have any washed. Can you have them dirty? Yes, so. And I'm eating. I have food in my mouth as I answer the door. And I get him his eggs, and he, like, wants to talk. I said, I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of a conversation and dinner. I have to go. Go back. I sit down. I start NCIS. Becca, knock, knock, knock. I'm like, didn't you just leave? This time it's Fred. I need eggs. I'm like, they're not washed. I guess I should have washed eggs yesterday like I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Fred said, well, if it keeps going like this, you won't have eggs to wash. I said, that's fine with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> but NCIS was really good, so that was fun. I was asleep. I was on mom's TV, so I could pause it, so it was uh, too bad. Or I would have been well, you really know, angry. You know what was really funny? It is the fact that I told you that I could stretch out right here on the couch. Mm-hmm. Literally a minute or two after I stretched out on the couch, you were the, Reds, the Reds clinched the Central Division. I was out. Because I remember looking at the tweet that said something about, come on, Astros, you can do this. You're almost there. And the next tweet says, oh, the Reds just clinched. They got to walk off in the ninth inning or something. And I had, was asleep already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and it was like a minute or two minutes between one tweet and the next. I didn't even know it until I woke up. The dog woke me up and I rolled over and looked at the clock and it said 1.30. I <laughs> thought, oh my God. <laughs> so I slept for like almost six hours on the couch. You were tired. I was tired. Whoa. Could be. Sorry. The cat went out and I locked him out. <laughs> So there. Well, otherwise he'll be in here going meow, meow, meow. It's not like I haven't fed him. You haven't he just fed wants him. To talk. I did feed him. He's he is starving. a very talkative cat. If Bernie shows up, though, I will have to go feed him because I have not seen him since he left my apartment at 5 a.m. <laughs> oh dear, poor Bernie. And the coyotes were howling when I let him out, so hopefully he's okay. The coyotes, oh goody. They didn't sound close, or I wouldn't mm-hmm. have let him out the door. Yeah, but. 
He's a curious little being. He also knows how to climb trees. Mm -hmm. He's really good at that. Well. I suppose this is how. We might want to start the podcast. Mm. Oh, that might be a good idea. We'll start this. Uh, Trisha, are you still here? Are you off reading? I'm still here. Okay. All right. I finished my mics. I should be loopy. <laughs> you finished your mics? You sh oh, your drink. I'm like, what? Huh? I'm confused. But then that's my normal state. Eating the microphones. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's true. Speaking of microphones, stay there. I locked the cat out of the house. It's not dark yet. I don't have to lock up the chickens. We're good. I'll stir the okay. I'll stir the spaghetti sauce when I go lock up the chickens. It'll be fun. For Friday, January sixth, this is episode one thirty-five of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. In this episode, we feature typically Puffwanian on-topic discussion. Not only entertaining, but educational as well. <laughs> I can touch my toes to the faucet. I can turn on the sink with my feet. It's like the Manhattan Project. Don't take offense to this, guys. You guys are the most dysfunctional <laughs> people. No, they're not! <laughs> we'll always laugh before the end. Father, think we please. Where the story lands. Well, I'm not allowed to say and. Let's see. Welcome back to Potter Fick Weekly. I'm Sue. I'm Kelly. I'm Scott. I'm Trisha. And the peons have taken over. And, oh, you know what? We're going to just cut that right out because by then we're not going to be peons anymore. I would hope not. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Since this is the last one we're doing this season. <laughs> we are... I was going to say, we did so well. We did that in one try, too, and you totally screwed it up. No, no, no. She just no, cut that cut part that out. little part out. That's okay. all we need. Oh, Everything okay. else is fine. Magic in editing. Yes. <laughs> I like some of you guys' editing. It's been wonderful. <laughs> Oh. Right, you let that in. I did. I left you in <laughs> saying, this is MS Lupin too. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Snicker, snicker, snicker. Uh, today we are covering chapters probably 7 through 13 of Away from the Sun. Yeah, we haven't decided where we're going to end yet, but it's probably going to be 13. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Who knows? We'll see where yeah. we wind down. We'll see how well, long I last. Yeah, there we go. go. But, uh, uh, go ahead. HG Fan 1111, or Andy, as I like to call her, or what's the other one? Oh, it's the like. Live Journal is, uh. She has a very uh, strange name on Live Journal. It's the CJ. Sib Just Fad. Yes, Sib Just Fad. I don't know how you pronounce that. But, I actually yeah. think she just kind of, like, typed a bunch of letters. <laughs> yeah. That's she probably had seven times of that username is already used and just finally just like ah! <laughs> yeah but then you have to remember what you typed which is not fun <laughs> paste that somewhere this is uh, away from the sun and um mm -hmm. you joined us last week for the uh preface and the first six chapters i hope that uh you've enjoyed it so far and last time was her realizing a lot of weird things were going on, and she's kind of breaking down because what is she going to do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we start chapter seven. Ticket to heaven. And she's still a nervous mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, she just found out that something is not right <laughs> with the people that she's supposed to be working with. And um, she's not sure who she can trust. No. All I was thinking is moody. Trust no one. Constant, constant vigilance. Or, oh my god! <laughs> Can I try that again? Have you been right my mics? You know what? I I had to last wine. <laughs> Man, I need to catch up. <laughs> I have 
water. I have really water, numb. too, but, but my wine's in the kitchen. <laughs> well, you know, go ahead. Go get some. No, no, I'm, I'm Scott, good. You can put a little grape juice in your water. You'll be set. Let's just go. <laughs> we'll just add sugar to his. Yeah. Oh, I've got some good red. I can flu you. <laughs> but anyway, Collins has handed her this <laughs> mysterious note that HP and KS were getting too close to something, should we deal with them, sign W. And so she knows <laughs> sorry. something's going on. I'm sorry. <laughs> As you know, I am a fan of the show Good Eats. Mm-hmm. And W is actually J- W. How do I explain W? <laughs> w is a character on the show. Oh. W is Alton's go-to person when he wants appliances, when he wants cookware, knives, things like this. She works in like a kitchen store and can't stand Alton. He walks in and she's like, (laughs) (laughs) So when you said sign W, it was like, okay. (laughs) Small Chinese woman. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Aura Williamson isn't a small Chinese woman. No. I hope not. At the very least, he is male, and I'm pretty sure there was no descriptions that match. We'll ask Andy. I just thought it was, you said it, and it was like, tell you? Yep. So, Ginny knows that they've been, somebody's been screening her mail, because Kinsley had labored over a letter and sent it to her, and she never got it. And then his friends, old friends, showed up, and his whole demeanor changed, so we think that he's been obliviated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they are the ones who conspired to kill Harry and nearly killed Kingsley. And she has no idea what this might be that they're covering up. It's just, yeah, she's really worrying over this. Mm-hmm. Would you be? I mean, goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's feeling really paranoid. She's walking down the halls and she feels like everybody's watching her. And she stops for Collins and... He's not there. He's on assignment, which she hopes is true because she knows how much he wants out of the building. But at the same time, she's a little worried about him. Well, yeah. Can you imagine this? You're given this file and all of a sudden, oh, now you're on assignment. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, hope, I hope he's on a real assignment. <laughs> yeah. And so she's gone to her office and she's, you know, mm-hmm. checking on things and Trammell's saying, don't fall apart on me. You have work to do. Yeah. He, he noticed she's distracted. Yes. But she doesn't really know what to do because she knows about herself that she is very good at making up stories. She's mm-hmm. just sort of connected all these incidents and made something out of them that may not really exist. She doesn't know what to do about it. Right. No. So Collins comes back and she asks him about the file and he doesn't know what oh, she's talking about. Yeah. What file? And she says, the file, the file you gave me four days ago. Here's where we get the ominous violins. Yes. <laughs> this is yeah. this is where the where the uh yeah, ominous violins is a good good term. There's really something going on. She's not just making this all up because he physically gave her this file and now he has no idea what she's talking about. So. Right. Yeah. No recollection of it at all. He thinks she's been working too hard and she's getting sick because he has no clue what she's talking about. And she, yeah. but she has physical evidence. She hasn't created this in her own mind. 
Mm-hmm. She has mm-hmm. tangible she still evidence. Has this note that he handed her, right. right? Tucked away in her desk. Well, it was, but so, now it's at home. But she mm-hmm. needs to know if somebody's been through her desk. So she goes back into her office, and even though Trammell's there, Trammell, what do we Trammel. say that? Trammell's there. I think it's Trammell, but <clears throat> yeah. hard to say. Another thing to ask, Andy. We always have to ask the authors how they pronounce their names. <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> she, you know, starts rummaging in there, and there's no blue dust on there, which would have happened if. Some of her wards had been triggered, and so she's feeling pretty good about it, but oh, then she can't find the picture. She hid the note in, and she finally gets a hold of the picture, and she pulls it out, and the glass is broken. Right. Mm -hmm. And she cuts herself on the broken glass. Yeah, and so... So somebody has been in there. Yeah, and she cuts herself pretty deep, so she gets sent off to the infirmary and basically uses that as an excuse to leave work mm-hmm. to try and figure out something. Yeah. She ends up going to the twins shop because she doesn't really know how to start figuring any of this out, mm-hmm. but she decides to go and talk to George. Well, and, and, and talk to Ron. Mm-hmm. And she kind of gets herself in trouble. Nothing like because... having a really long cord and having it wrapped around your leg as you're trying to stand up. <laughs> as long as we Pardon. don't hear a big thud, we're okay. Pardon us for this interval. <laughs> do, 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 do. Dumb cat. They went in, they went out, they went in, they went out. Please hold for the next available agent. Do, 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 do. Windy. We're way off course. But she's shown up at the shop covered in blood. Yeah. Oops. She kind of gets in trouble. Yeah. Because this is all from the cut on her hand. And so she's like, nah, it's mine. And the customer who's in the shop is like, yeah. Oh, my God. It kind of reminded me of Harry in the. <laughs> in the last movie, at least it's his own. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's covered, covered in, in blood again. Why is Why he, is he always, always covered, covered in blood? In blood? <laughs> at least it's his own this time. Oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> she wants to talk to Ron, and she goes with him in the back room because he's got to stir the potions. I and love the rubber chickens. Of course, there's rubber chickens. <laughs> this is the shop. Yeah, but see, rubber chickens. Rubber chickens are a muggle thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, although, that's, for, that's for Arthur. Although I can see this, they make their rubber chickens get up and flap around the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and squawk. There's precedent right. in the books, though, because one of their fake wands turns into a rubber chicken. That's right, it sure does. <laughs> so I don't know if they've gone through muggle novelty shops and got these things, or if there are wizard versions of them, or what. I think they have, because if you remember, and this is probably just a movie thing, but one of the things in the movie was a shocker. When you shake your, somebody else's hand, do you remember? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that. Which is an old muggle gag. Oh, oh yeah. Yep. I hated those things. Those scared the crap out of me. Right. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> I think need, they. I don't I think they made your hair stand on end and make you shoot sparks like the <laughs> twins <laughs> did. Aww. I can just imagine them with a bunch of those old magazines with little advertisements on the back page for things oh you gosh. can send away and get. The old oh. the, was it on the back of like comic books and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Twenty five for- cents for fake barf. Trick all your friends. Yeah, and, and it was so, those were so fun. Oh yeah, and the whoopee cushion. Can you just see them with a whoopee cushion? Oh man, <laughs> their whoopee cushion wouldn't go. It would make people like it would be like an ejector. It would seat. have a gas. It would have the gas. It would have an odor, and yeah. Or no, the green cloud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> Start laughing hysterically. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, that would be... I mean, if I wanted to shock one thing, do to all right. The shocker? So oh, jeez. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. Are the, the Chinese paper thing traps? <laughs> they do Ron it to would Percy be like, what's the spell? Stuck. What's the spell? Yeah. yeah. Percy be stuck forever. Let me take a ton of... Ah! <laughs> I can't him. I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Oh boy. But yeah, Ginny is definitely acting a little paranoid. She wants to know if they can be heard in the back room and insists that Ron tell her about the privacy charms and he's looking a little worried. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this is Ginny. Right. Mm. And he's sure that the privacy wards are working because they had a spy from Zonko's and so they've beefed everything up. And, and Bill can't. came in. Bill came in and charmed everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No spy cameras, no listening devices, nothing can work within 30 feet, which really makes testing the extendable ears a pain. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I like that she asks if they called the Aurors when they had the spy from Zonko's, and Ron's like, no, we took care of it ourselves, and he wags his <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, has anybody found anybody in a vanishing cabinet lately? <laughs> Who was the one that ended up in the vanishing cabinet? Marcus? In- yeah, Marcus Belby. Oh, boy. In the books. I don't know where that came out. Wow. wow. That was wow. good. That was very good. I trust myself. Good for you. So, first thing he says, this is, uh, well, she asked him about Harry. Did Harry ever tell you what he was working on right before he died? And and Ron kind of jumps and says, no, he couldn't talk about things like mm-hmm. that. But you know how much I regret not being there. And she says, you would have died, too. Right. You know, I've told you that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he realizes something is something is going really on. wrong. Right. But and then, now and then she starts to think she doesn't want to tell him because she doesn't want him to end up like Kingsley mm-hmm. or worse. Harry. Yeah. Or worse. Yeah. So she tries to say forget about it and leave. And he's like, oh, no, <laughs> you got to talk to me now. <laughs> Alex. Alex. Alex didn't do it. Segway. <laughs> it's not Edgecombe, is it? No, Sorry. I want he, to. As far as we know, he just jumped on the plant table right into the cactus. Ouch! And oh. now he's walking through the egg cups. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> All right then. And I don't want to get up and grab him because I'm afraid he'll break something. Oh yeah, that cactus hurts, dude. Put your nose in it. Don't eat he's that. like he's like no, it's a scratchy thing. <laughs> Checking out the air fern. <laughs> Oh, goodness. What did you say about cats getting places they don't usually go, Trisha? The full I moon? Know. Yeah, it's full oh, moon. Oh, dear. I'm sorry, it's not, guys. But it's not a full moon. It's What's close. No, it was last week. <laughs> it was pretty bright yesterday. Alex? No, trust me. It was last week. We get all the wacky calls on the full moon. Get down. It was Friday, Saturday, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, he's a determined little turkey, too. I just hit him with a napkin trying to get him down. He's like, no. <laughs> Oh, gun. Boy. I don't have a squirt gun. And I don't have anything else light enough to throw. Oh, boy. Anyhow. One of those um, <laughs> recordings of a big dog barking or something. I used to do that to the dog. I'd play the meow sound from, <laughs> I don't remember where it was, what, what we were, I guess it was AOL, Instant Messenger, or Trillion or something. And you could play all these sounds and we'd play like a drum sound and an airplane sound and a cat, dog barking and a cat meowing. And I would play the dog barking and Pluto would leap up and like look around the room like, what was that? <laughs> it was on the computer. <laughs> I need to find a way to send you guys Wes Harrison's routine. It's great fun. We have a tape of it. We've had it for years and years. 
I actually talked to somebody on the phone today whose upstairs neighbor kept barking. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm not nice. kidding. He's like, that's my neighbor. He barks like a dog. And you could hear him. Roof, 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 roof. I'm like, okay. That's kind of weird. And Trisha may know this name. I know Sue. No, Sue won't uh-huh. know it. Trisha, do you remember the name Andy Van Slyke, baseball player? Yeah. Played for the, played for the Pirates for a couple yeah. of years. Mm-hmm. He well, played, for the, played for the Pirates for a couple of years. I know. <laughs> but he got traded from the Cardinals to the Pirates, and then he went to, like, the Mets and the Phillies. And he was a third base coach for the Tigers for four years. And he lives here in St. Louis. I talked to his wife on the phone this afternoon. <laughs> I'm like, here's your husband. She's like, yeah, third base. I was like, okay. <laughs> she says, you're either in Detroit or St. Louis. And I said, I'm in St. Louis. I wasn't going to fangirl you. And she just laughed at me. She was really nice about it. Because I pulled the account up and it was like, uh, Vance like. She says, yeah. I'm like, not. She says, yeah, third base. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was kind of. That's almost like an Abbott and Costello kind of skinner. Well, yeah, because it, she didn't even have to finish the sentences. She knew what I was going to say. How could I get on third base? You mentioned his name. I mentioned his name. Yes. I don't know anybody's name on the team. I, how could I mention a guy's name? You did? You just mentioned it. All right. What's the guy's name on third base? No, what's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? I don't know. Who's on second? <laughs> I didn't even mention a guy's name on third base. Yes, you did. All right, then who's playing third base? No, who's on first? I'm not asking you what's on first. What's on second? Who's on second? Who's on first? I don't know. He's third base. I said, I'm an old fan, 42. So I remember when he was here, when he started in 83. We're way off course. So, so shall we go back? Yeah. Okay. Ginny. Ginny brings up the Harry and then decides that she doesn't want anything to happen to Ron. So she says, forget I brought it up. Yeah. And he says, Jen. And she says, no, don't. I can't talk about this. And he says, okay. And he gives her a big old hug. And she's feeling really needy. So she holds on to and then he invites her out with Hermione and a couple of other ones, Seamus and Dean, for a drink. And she's not sure she's going to go, but he pretty much talks her into it. <laughs> I love the name of the pub. Shenanigans. 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 <laughs> That's you know, so Seamus. We, we have a shenanigan down, down here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's what? We have we have a shenanigan. It's a pub. Yeah. They're called shenanigans. Yeah, I think every town has a shenanigans for a pub. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect name. It is a good name. So, and he says, if you don't come, I'll come and drag you out of there. Yeah. And the next thing we know, we're at shenanigans. <laughs> Fancy that. <laughs> and you have to shout to be heard. And people are chatting and, well, screaming at each other. <laughs> and she has a pint and she kind of gets a slight buzz. And Dean wants to dance with her. And we find out that Dean still has a crush on her. Mm-hmm. Or maybe more than yeah. a crush. Yeah, well. We can hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And she, he's letting her know, but. She's not. Yeah. He's good about not pushing it. Yeah. Yes. We yes. find out that he's trying his hand at being an artist. Mm-hmm. And so. And we knew he drew things well from the books and all that. So. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much everybody in fan fiction has, has made Dean some kind of artist. Right. Mm-hmm. And she goes over to the bar and gets another drink, gets a fire whiskey. And while she's there, someone comes up behind her and tells her she needs a good shag. <laughs> she snorts and looks at Seamus and says, you offering? <laughs> <laughs> I might be. Wait, stop, Trish. Yeah. Move the microphone in front of your mouth. Okay, how about that? Much better. You were fading away. As as you oh. were talking, it was getting lower and lower and lower. <laughs> it was like, okay. that's right. Thank it's, you. It, yeah, I'm just trying to make sure that we, we hear you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's good to be able to hear you. <laughs> yes. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Fire whiskey. Fire whiskey. Are you offering? Quick shag. Seamus says he would be, but uh, it would break his best friend's heart. Yeah. But his best friend wouldn't say no. And yeah. She <laughs> says uh, no. No. <laughs> Sorry. He's not, not ready. Interested. No. Yeah. And she's starting to get a little mm. tipsy. We missed a significant point in here, but of course we missed it on first read through too, so it'll show up again later mm-hmm. yeah she decides the room is spinning and she decides really she should just go home and uh, she sort of stumbles out of the out into the alleyway and straight into rudy collins indeed every time i hear the name collins at first the first thing i think of i don't think of rudy i think of oh. collins Oh, oh Colin. Okay. That's Colin. I was like, sorry. Uh, my brain totally <laughs> farted. <laughs> Whoa. Did we lose Trisha? Wait, what happened? A, I think um, she had what? What's her name? The Arizona governor who completely wagged out for like 18 seconds during a debate. It was like, ooh, somebody just went to Mars. <laughs> I was just like, my, my, I'm sitting there. I'm like, my brain has she? just come to an end. <laughs> Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> so Trisha, Colin, the living whoopee cushion. <laughs> uh, Collins thinks yeah. that she's soused, and she kind of goes for him. All the while thinking, I don't really like him, but he's kind of here, and I really should like him. And yeah, I don't feel anything. Well, he's got her pinned up against the wall. Mm-hmm. It said she'd always been a good actress, so yeah, mm-hmm. he just goes for it anyway, and wakes up the next morning with a big headache. Well, she kind of passed out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, just faded away into the darkness. Yes. She was about to pound on the wall to warn the next neighbor of impending death when she realized the throbbing was in her own head. (laughs) Oh, darn. Bloody hell. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Would you like to be an emergency podcast draftee? Oh, dear. Hold on. Um, you're already podcasting. <laughs> podcasting, right? Asking now. you. P.S. To have a joint podcast. I know. <laughs> what are they podcasting on? It's a super secret thing. I want to know. Just women combine in the, whole the media. Ah. Uh, in what? That's why Ryan we- doesn't know. Women in the media. Funky. Yeah, she says, I just realized that immediately. Sorry, me and Sue and M.S. <laughs> I had to spell it. I was smelling it. Uh uh Casting with Scott. Scott. Yay, Scott. Uh I'm throwing things. We're way off course. So Ron is there. Ron is there. Apparently, Rudy brought her home and then went and got Ron. Mm-hmm. No, Neville did. Neville interrupted her and Rudy as she was oh, kissing did I miss him passionately. That? I yeah. think I missed that part. Uh, she murmurs Rudy's name, and yes. Ron asks if that was who it was, and she says, we didn't do anything, did we? And she says, no, <laughs> Neville interrupted. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> he brought you home, and then came, got me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, she kind of passed out on Rudy. I like this bit. She says, how bad did I embarrass myself last night? And Ron says, well, never mind. (laughs) 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 I shouldn't feel this bad. I've had way more to drink than that in the past. Mm. Well, and if I remember correctly, after she got back with her dance with Dean and she downed the rest of her pint, it was was rather bitter on the aftertaste. Yeah, but see, she thought it was because of the stout. 
which can be bitter anyway. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she was uh, away from her drink, which is never a smart thing for an aura. Or any girl. That's true. That is the moral of the day. Always take your drink while dancing with you. Always drink with your dance in your hand. (laughs) Yep. Now we can put roofies or anything else in there. Right. See, we give good advice. <laughs> so it's interesting. The Daily Prophet hit a nice spread this morning. It's like, uh, really? Yeah, I don't want to see that. I don't think she wants to see it. She so, tries to I'd, eat. Yeah, yeah, Ron made her toast. <laughs> yeah. Egg, eggs and bacon. And she's like, really? <laughs> oh, the headline is Weasley Gone Wild. Oh, dear. Uh-huh. I like this. Tell me I didn't dance on the table naked. No, but they have one of you kissing Dean. An even better one of you wrapped around whatever his name was. Rudy. Yep. And there were two hollers from Molly, but Neville opened both of them. Oh, so poor Neville. Get... Poor Neville. <laughs> she owes him now. Yes, she does. <laughs> Neville is my hero. Yeah, she needs to be careful. Something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she well, she's had pictures of herself. Now splashed all over the Daily Prophet, including one of her covered in her own blood, wandering through Diagon Alley. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's speculation that she and Collins are having a torrid affair. Yes. And she assures Ron that there hasn't been anyone. No. Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says they're questioning your stability, saying that your displays of public affection and drunkenness point you to suffering from severe depression. She's like, that's just great mm-hmm. and neville pops in and almost <laughs> literally <gets hexed. laughs> wow but thankfully he's there when she's muttering about everything tasting of plants and is able to yeah. let her know about this new potion that's been going around at hogwarts yeah well and yeah i was, I was a little shocked about that and yeah I'm this like, is where they figure out that that Jenny's she's been drugs. drugged yeah. Plant extract, it works something like euphoria, except it's untraceable once it enters your system. It works almost instantly, but it has a bitter taste. So there's the bitter taste after she took took her drink. There was the telltale sign. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, this is a problem. She's really trying to think about all this, but right now she can't do much of anything and decides to just go back to bed. Yeah. Well, she's trying to... Oh, uh, Neville gave her basically an antidote for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. How long does it take this stuff to work? How long does it take? He says it's fairly fast. No more than an hour, possibly as little as a few minutes. But it yes. obviously lasts for a while. And it's been all night. And she has that aftertaste. And she's still fuzzy. And it didn't take very long, only a few minutes, till after she finished her pint and started the next fire whiskey before things started going a, a little, little wacky. wonky. Yeah. Well, and, you know, she's getting all this information. And she looks over and she's got up. There's a picture of... Harry and herself on her bedside table. Ron sees it first. Yeah. About it. When did you start putting that picture there? And she didn't put it there. It was in her trunk. And it's where the letter is. Yeah. Which means that someone's someone's been through her stuff. Right. That's just creepy. Yeah. I'd be like, I know, I'm like, you're an aura and someone's gotten to your place. Move. And not just that, but that's personal stuff. Mm-hmm. And they've hidden their tracks, which is even worse. I mean, that's no, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> bad news. <laughs> Fine movie stuff. And that's actually the end of chapter seven. Mm-hmm. Chapter so eight. We go into chapter eight, and chapter eight is titled "Behind Those Eyes," and she's now having to deal with everybody talking to her at work about her. At yeah, work. but the thing is, she's been through that before. Yeah. At Hogwarts. 
Mm-hmm. And not just because of her relationship with Harry, but also about her first year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's always been whispers and odd yeah. looks and things. Always been something like that. So now she's starting to sit down and she's putting together the facts that she's gathered. Mm-hmm. And the facts that she's gathered so far are Harry's death is not a result of an attack. It was part of a plot. Mm-hmm. Harry had been killed and Kingsley had nearly died because of it. They were onto something. They were onto something. Williamson is involved. Williamson is involved. And it is possible that Stebbins and Robards are involved since they visited Kingsley together. Someone is screening Ginny's mail and had stolen the letter that Kingsley sent. The note was still in the trunk because it's wrapped in Harry's invisibility cloak. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing they didn't find that. that they didn't find it. Right. Now they're attacking her. So now we're starting to see maybe she's getting too close to, quote unquote, whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and her uh, first thought was maybe it was Rudy who slipped her something because he'd been the one to take advantage of it eventually. But then right. she realizes he just got there. Could have been anyone who actually put it in her drink. And they they just wanted to have something happen that would embarrass her. That right. didn't really matter what. Somebody at the pub. Could have been. Thing. I mean, someone could have paid off the bartender. It could have been anything. Well, yeah. I mean, you're talking. It could have been somebody who was imperious for all she knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, forget about imperious. Yeah. That's one of the theories that comes up in the comments is that uh, Seamus was under the imperious curse and put it in her drink. Right. Basically, the only person there we know didn't do it is Dean because he was dancing with her at the time. Right. He was dancing with her. So, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on here. Could have been a complete stranger. Mm-hmm. It just happened to be in her drink. That's why, girls, you take your drink to the dance floor. Yeah, but it's, there's, too much, there's too many coincidences for that, though. That's the thing. Yeah, true. It was deliberately aimed at her drink, but it didn't necessarily have been anyone she recognized who did it right so then we have information uh she goes back to work and she talks to trammel and he tells her you know she says i was drugged somebody slipped something into my drink and he's like did you report it no i don't have any proof he says you should have been more careful constant vigilance Vigilance. (laughs) i got it right this time (laughs) so gunmanson was tracked down Mm -hmm. by the french oars potions dealer and they have jurisdiction over him because Three deaths have been tracked back to this dealer. And they're like, great. Won't we ever be allowed to talk to him? Maybe. Now they, they have, have to, to find some sort of suspicious Link. thing tied to him yeah. in their jurisdiction. Right. Shall to be fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Trammell's gone to get the coffee because he doesn't want Ginny hexing somebody through a wall when... Uh... <laughs> they whisper <laughs> about her behind her back. Yeah. When they yeah. look at her wrong. Mm-hmm. It's been mm-hmm. hours. They've been hanging out for hours working on this stuff. And Trammell has accidentally... Lost a file. Yeah. Returned a file to the file room when he didn't mean to. And so she says she'll go down and get it. She's been in the office all day and... She She needs to get out. Yeah. And she swears she won't blow anybody up. He lets her go. And she was told to stay away from Collins because he doesn't need another dressing down. Yeah. He got told off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And looking at this another time, you notice that Robards is sort of adding little insinuations, possibly. There's nothing here that would necessarily have to be suspicious, but he came to Trammell and said he thought she was overwrought. And then he's talking to Rudy about all these things, so. mm-hmm. which is all stuff that he would probably do just as head of the Aurors, but it's hard to say whether it's also because he's in on whatever this is. Yeah, he's just well, icky. So she, so she woes down to the records office to get the file back, mm-hmm. and Katie is there. She's the one on shift, apparently. And she says hi, and she says hi back. 
and she seems rather intense. She's kind of, you know, I'm doing my job and I'm really talking to you. I need to talk to you. And she gets a... Checking off Ginny's list of files and adds a sentence at the end. Yeah. Can we meet later? Can we meet later? And she kind of turns away so that Ginny doesn't have a chance to answer. And comes back with two files and kind of just waits for Ginny to nod her head. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, and then writes again, you're flat, nine tonight. And Ginny, again, acknowledges it. Right. And then she kind of starts talking about the old days. And yeah. Says, Do you remember the time in the Quidditch locker room during our sixth year, right before the final match? And do you remember what you said to me? And um, that way she can prove that. It really <laughs> this is really Katie. Yeah. You said we could, we should win it for Harry. Mm-hmm. And that way she knows it's not somebody who's polyjuiced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jenny says, you had a big crush on him, too. And Katie says, yeah, but you were the better one for him. Yeah. Somebody's breathing into their mic, by the way. I think it's Trisha. I knew it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) This is too close. Now it's too far. Now it's too close. Okay. Okay. We'll try this. So Jenny, it goes back up to her office. But now she's paranoid about everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what in the hell is going on? Right. And she says to Trammel, there was a line, sorry. And she gets a emergency communication mm-hmm. from Andromeda. Right. Dear Ginny, I'm sorry to bother you at work, but I just don't know where else to turn. Teddy is sick and he's practically inconsolable. I could really use your help to calm your godson. I think he may have dragon pox. I know it's hard for you to get away from work, but surely they could make an exception so that you can leave today. Please come, Andromeda. And... This is in code. Yeah. In very good code. Because Andromeda knows that someone is aware that people were reading Ginny's mail. Since, since she was aware that Kinsley. Kingsley. Kinsley. Kin, oh, my God. I'm Kingsley. Thank you. Yeah. Shackable. Uh, his shackable <laughs> letter did not come. Yeah. So first she says, to calm your godson. Number one, Teddy is not her godson. Right. Number mm-hmm. two, he's, he's already, already had, dragon had box. the dragon box. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So... Trammell says, I guess you've outlived your usefulness today. You can, you know, go. And so she leaves. Right. And she bangs on the door. She gets over there. And Andromeda's like, come in. I'm glad you understood my message. It's Kingsley. He's been agitated. He doesn't eat. He rarely talks. He's had nightmares. And whatever he wants you for, she th- he keeps calling for Ginny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She goes in. And Creature's there, and he's like, you know, thank you for coming. Something's wrong. And he's she, asleep. Kingsley's he's asleep. asleep. But he has nightmares. Right. And so... Ginny tries to wake him up. And so she... But she doesn't, and she kind of takes a nap, too. She's like, I'll wait for him to wake up. I'll, I'll just wait. Mm-hmm. And she wakes up to him having a nightmare. Right. Mm-hmm. And wakes him up, and he looks up at her, and he says, gee. And she says, I'm here. And he's like, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. Right. And he finally gets a piece of paper in the pen something and he and it takes him a long time to write it. But he writes a message and he hands it to her. And and as soon as he hands it to her, he's he's just sobbing. Mm -hmm. And there's two words on this piece of paper. But it's surrounded by all this jumble. Yeah, so he's trying to write, and so the paper's just full of squiggles. Right. And there's two words that you can read. And they're Harry alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and she's just like, 
I have all these questions I have to ask, but there's no way he can answer them. Because he's so upset. Yeah. He can't, he, he, he can't get past this block. And so she puts him to sleep to calm him down. Kind of like um, when you deal with children, since they're not able to communicate, sometimes they get so upset and it's yeah. easier for it's, them to... It's a frustration factor. He's so frustrated. It's not so much that he can't because he can't communicate. It's a block. Mm-hmm. It's a magical block. This is like right. trying to fight your way out of a paper bag, you know? It doesn't work. So now they're, you know, Andromeda and Ginny are, okay, is this real? Do you think it's real? Right. And Ginny nods. And she says, well, it might be. And she's starting to put together all of these things that are happening. Yeah, it's like a big puzzle coming together and just like seeing what what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she says things are happening at the ministry, bad things. I can't tell you more without endangering you. And Andromeda is like, well, then don't tell me another thing. Right. And... Jenny says, set the spells when I leave and don't let anyone in unless you've identified them. Not even me. Not even me. Mm -hmm. So now she has to wait for Katie. Right. And nine o'clock never seems so far away. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So she's writing things down. She's writing everything down. She's trying to organize her thoughts. Mm -hmm. And she's also beefed up the wards in her flat and disconnected her flu. And uh, told mom that it's a new ministry regulation for Aurors, <laughs> which makes perfect sense. Because if somebody can get into the borough, right. they can flew right into Ginny's flat. So, no, that that's, that's makes perfect sense. But she's trying not to think about the fact that Harry's alive. Mm-hmm. She's trying not to think about that. She can't think about it. Right. And finally, Katie shows up and Ginny's like, what the hell is going on? And Katie's like, when the six-year girls held a sleepover, what did they play? And Ginny's like, what? (laughs) And what did Alicia dare you to do? She's like, it was you. And I was supposed to do a striptease, but Hermione stopped me and broke the party up. She's like, okay, it's you. Yeah, yeah. And she said, I I think people have been listening. And Ginny's like, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. And Katie brought a file that she wasn't supposed to take out of the ministry. That was locked mm-hmm. and says, that's an unspeakable seal. I can't break that. And she says, I can. I'm a records clerk. Right. I have to be able to get in and out. But, you know, we're not supposed to be able to divulge anything, but this is too important. And it's about Harry. Yeah. And Katie says, I owe him my life. Yeah. And Ginny says, all right, just unseal it and go. Yeah. And I'll deal with it. There's several things in the file. At first, they don't seem to make sense. They don't seem to be related, but they are. Right. And Jenny tells her, don't go back to the ministry. You can't you can't go back now. Right. Because this you can't. She asked her if she's got somewhere to go. She says, I'll go visit my muggle grandmother in Ireland for a while. Yeah. Just don't go anywhere. Just go straight there. And Katie says, I have one more stop to make. Yeah, I've got I've got one more stop to make and then I'll 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 go. And yeah. And she says, just find him, Jenny, and tell him that I helped. Yeah. And there's a really big hint right there that what Kingsley wrote is possibly true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for a while, Ginny can't even bring herself to open it. She just sits I'm not there. surprised at all at this. To collect I'd be herself. like scared out of my, it'd be, it'd be something scary. I mean, oh my God. <laughs> it'd be like, I don't want to get my hopes up. What if it's true? What if it's not true? Yeah, that's exactly what this is. I don't want to know, but I, I have to know. Mm-hmm. And she opens it up, and the first file is a study on memory charms and layering memory charms. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's easier to mess with someone, and it's harder to break, un- unlike like Lockhart, and it's one big, huge obliviate. Right. This is a memory charm that layers them, a more effective job of making them irretrievable. Yeah. 
It's all mm-hmm. sorts of small, subtle things stacked up together. Yeah. And then there's a scribble on the margin of one of the reports that says, Project Lucas underway. Possibilities strong and positive. Forward report to RW, RE, KS, and HP. Eligibility for project looks perfect. Would solve issues on both sides. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. And then the report ended with a recommendation to remove memories to a pensive and then begin the memory charm layering. Right. And then she finds that there's the words half-blood, pure-blood, and muggle-born yeah. in the test scores to the academy. And basically what she finds out, and I think that's here, is that the muggle-borns aren't making it in there at all. And the half-bloods might make it a little way, but they drop out or die or meet with some accident. Yeah. And only the pure-bloods are making it through the academy. So dropped of- out. You're right. Possible suicide drug overdose. And specifically the pure bloods who are of the same ideological stripe as the Death Eaters, mm-hmm. but aren't actually connected to anything. Right. Yeah. So basically Ginny making it through the academy was was uh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. The, mm-hmm. it, it says the report went on, delving into each trainee's background, showing an overwhelming support for those who came from families that were termed gray. In other words, they hadn't openly supported Voldemort, but they hadn't openly fought against him. Right. So it's kind of those that kind of sat back and watched from the sidelines. Somebody and, uh, is pushing Voldemort's agenda. Yes. In the Aurors. Right. And that just makes Ginny sick to her stomach. Right. All well, of this that they fought for. Everything that they did. And now look what's happening. She finds another page. Confirmed. HP and KS, both good subjects for Project Lucas. Sufficient trauma in past to qualify. Have advised headquarters and await your approval. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, Harry had no trauma in his past. Oh, none. of course not. No, none at all. Yeah, but if you think about it, Ginny's had trauma in her past, too. She's probably next in line for Project Lucas. Mm, yeah, that's true. Mm. So, and she's just, you know, she doesn't know what to do. Right. And she doesn't recognize the handwriting, but now she knows basically what's happened to Harry. Yeah. And the clock... Chimes midnight. Yeah. So we have a scene change. It's actually not a scene change. It's a time forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's to... promised she's going to find Harry. Yeah. And then she's fallen asleep. Right. Well, after a couple of hours. There's an owl tapping on her window. Yeah. With the paper. Which is she really. She doesn't get that. Yeah. Go ahead. Which Trisha, is really interesting because. Say it again, Trisha. She doesn't get the paper. Yeah. And she's like, stupid bird. And she, you know, opens it to shoo him away. And he drops the paper and flies out. Takes off. Yeah, without the... Payment. Without the payment. And on the front page is... Katie Bell arrested for potions dealing, along with Oliver. Mm-hmm. Orrors make spectacular arrest in illegal potions trade. Promising Quidditch talent caught up in drugs. Alleged girlfriend to blame. Yeah. And yeah. They've been framed. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. So the stop that she needed to make was to Oliver. Mm-hmm. And that's where they caught her. Yeah. And yeah. She's... And the quote that they got from the ore is stubborn, though. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's part of it. They'll have their day in court. And you're like, yeah, right. No, they won't. Mm-hmm. And she's now hysterical. Yeah. And she's just, she's not sure what to do. She's got to talk to somebody to figure out what to do. And who does she talk to? She doesn't want to talk to anybody because she's afraid of making them a target. Right. And she decides she's got to talk to Ron and Hermione. 
Because yeah. Hermione's smart enough to know what to do, and Ron is Ron. And if Harry's alive, they're the two that she has to go to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ron's going to be a freaking basket case. <sighs> so we have a scene change. And we're at the she really should have brought all her stuff with her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. I was yelling at her. I'm in the middle of my office yelling. I got well, you know, back now. Kind of like having files. Like taking your drink out with you to on the dance yeah. floor, you know. I know. I'm like, you're a freaking or you're supposed to be one of the freaking best, but apparently you're not because you're stupid. Well, think about She's this. A rookie. It's not only is she a rookie, but this is She's rattled. This uh, is totally oh my god. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, rattled is a good word. Yeah, this I know. A, definitely an unusual situation. Well, and this is supposed to be her apartment. Too. She's got yeah. wards everywhere. The flu is disconnected. Nobody should be able to get in. But uh, apparently the ministry has some good people. <laughs> it's the Jason Bourne. They've come. Yeah. Mm. So she goes to the borough and... Molly comes over and says, we just tried to flu you. She's like, the flu's been disconnected. And Ron is like in shock too. I just saw him two days ago. He came in to see George. I would never expect him to be caught up in something like this. And then you hear somebody's throwing things (laughs) and it's Angelina. (laughs) She's a little upset, is Angelina. Yeah. Just a bit. Just a tad. No. It's a good um, thing that, you know, wizards can go back in and repair everything easily arrow. after someone throws so, everything around the room. So Hermione's like, you know, somebody in my own section tested positive for potions a few days ago. I don't see how Katie could have made it through the screening. And Jenny's like, she didn't do it. Yeah. She didn't do it. She was set up. Mm-hmm. And Bill's like, who? Who set who up? And Jenny says it was the ministry. Yeah. And they don't. They don't get it. And she's yeah. a little hysterical and just is sad. <laughs> accusing them of all sorts of things. And the Weasleyers are just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of, it, it, she's really throwing them for a loop. Yeah. And she tells him that she saw Katie last night and then she told her to go away, that she brought the file. Oh no, the file. And she's like, oh, I got to go back for the file. And they're like, uh, you can't operate. We, we don't, you know. You're not in any condition to, yeah. To go. You're not making any sense. And then they're like, she's manic. I mean, she's all over the place. She's walking around and she's not making things over. Yeah. And of course, now they're going to, (laughs) she needs a calming draft, something. And somebody says, what have you taken? Mm -hmm. Because she says, she tells them, Harry's alive. Ginny, Mm -hmm. what have you taken? What are you talking about? Nothing. She's like, that's not funny. You know, what are you talking about? Right. Mm-hmm. And they think she's hysterical. Yeah. They think she's high. Yeah. And they send Bill over to get the things she wants from her flat. And she's like, okay, Bill knows how to take down the wards. It'll be fine. But he comes back and her flat is a complete mess. Well, that and, and there's... Giant shrine to Harry on one wall. Of uh, yeah. All, all this stuff. So, and which... of course the file's missing. Well, that's not true. There's a file There's a there. File. It's just not the right file. It's not the right file. It's a file of Ginny and he says, Harry, basically. Completely canceled the wards. The flu is working. Mm-hmm. There's mail everywhere and daily profits everywhere. And she's it's like stacked up in the sink. She's like, they got me. They got to. They did it. They, they did it. They got to me too, and they don't believe her. Not at and, all. Yeah, they they think that she's. she's they they think that she's cracked. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then she picks the file up that he brings, and he's like, 
Yeah. And she opens the file up and there's scribbles Mm -hmm. all over it. Think about when you're in elementary school Mm -hmm. and you have a crush on the boy that sits in the desk next to you. Yeah. Mrs. Harry Potter, Harry and Ginny Potter. This is stuff from her first year. I would not be at all surprised. Right. And but it's yeah. been placed on all this modern stuff. And yeah. They have a recent photograph of her in wedding robes and all this. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just like yeah. they like manufacture things that like taken out of her account. Like she's planning a wedding and all this other stuff. Yeah. yeah they photoshopped her in the wedding clothes. Mm. Yeah. The yeah. authors mentioned, you know, she figures if we have photoshopped, you must be able to alter photos with magic too. So. Yes. That's what has happened with these. And, she- and now they, they think that she's gone off the deep end. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I have something that will calm her down. And nobody will listen to her because they think that she has gone off the deep end. Well, yeah, they she's think not she's making all taken. that much sense anyway. She's like, <laughs> they have him. I'm the only one who knows. Lucas, they have him there. And he can't get away because he doesn't remember. And they're, they're like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> What yeah. she's saying she is probably a little bit hysterical too. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. well, all this stuff is happening so quickly, and 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 then finally she uh, going to give her the calming drought, and then and she, Hermione and she says, won't take no, it. Don't don't give it to her because you don't know how it what, will mix what she's with taken. whatever she's taken. And right. she's like, I haven't taken anything. I'm not crazy. I'm not on potions. Why won't anyone believe me? And Hermione stuns her. Yeah, that's the end of chapter nine. Uh, chapter Jeez. eight. Yeah. There's an author's note here. Since I'm getting so many reviews furious with the Weasleys here, I'm going to address the issue in a note, knowing that it probably won't do any good. (laughs) This whole last scene takes place in the space of 10 to 15 minutes. The family is already on edge because of the news. They're worried about Ginny, who's not communicating with them, worried about the accusations made in the news, and a handful of other things. And then she shows up, pacing, ranting, talking more to herself than anyone else. Won't listen to them try and calm her down. Begins crying and screaming. I personally think it's right in line with them to try to calm her down rather than to sit and rationally discuss the issues. That would be completely out of character, in my opinion. Yes, they did overreact. Yes, they're going to regret it. No, Ginny will not disown them forever and ever and dance on their graves. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, some of the commenters wanted to do that. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, you know, I can just see. And then to leave it like that, they stutter. And then and then you don't know when you're going to get the next chapter. Yeah, we were like ranting. <laughs> and people yep. were ranting. And yeah. So I've moved on to chapter nine. And there's an author's note here. And it says, I swear, all of you could talk me into being a Death Eater. You know that. Shakes head. <laughs> this is me drawing the line. I may give you two chapters, but definitely not three. Yeah, we were all screaming for chapters. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you know what you're getting into. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That was another scene you could almost see. Not quite as much as some of the other ones, but I can definitely see that being the TV episode cliffhanger. Can you imagine having somebody come in and say, no, the person that we buried a year ago isn't dead. No, your your best friend is still alive. And by the way, the government's setting me up and is... uh, It was like totally... (laughs) (laughs) It's like, have you been too many knocks in the head with the snake, you know? (laughs) Okay, where's your tinfoil hat? Right. I like the um, the first icon and the very first person that comments is bloody hell. <laughs> and then if you scroll down, Keza, who says, wow, I can't even put into words all the things I'm thinking. Wow. That last part of the borough was so well written. I felt uncomfortable reading it and imagining how all those characters felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a whirlwind emotional 
section. Just mm-hmm. everything is going on at once, and then it just stops. Yeah, and you know, you feel for the Weasleys, but at the same time, we know what Ginny knows, and we know she's right. And it's like, no, you have to listen to her. Why aren't you listening to her? You know, it's because she's ranting. It sounds nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go on to chapter nine, the real life, and we find out that she's awakened. And she feels like her bed is comfortable, but she feels like she's been in there way too long. And little bits. It turns out she's been asleep for two days. Yeah. So yeah. That's one hell of a stunner spell there, Hermione. Yeah, really. And Mm. you know, now what am I going to do? They've taken all the evidence. Everything in her flat is contaminated. They've probably stolen everything of value. And, you know, what is she going to do? And she hears a creak outside the landing and it's Hermione. Mm -hmm. And Ginny says, I'm not going to hex you. Come on in. I don't even know where my wand is. Hermione's like, your mom has it. (laughs) She's like, dang. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they feed her um, scones and cream. Mm -hmm. I miss scones. Pumpkin juice. Gotta have your pumpkin juice. And she says, look, I didn't take anything. No potions, no drugs. I I didn't take anything. And Hermione's like, okay. And I'm not she says, crazy. Uh, that file is kind of... <laughs> and she's like, it wasn't mine. And Hermione's like, yeah, it was planted. And she's like, yeah, by the ministry. And Hermione's like, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. She's like, why would the ministry be doing that kind of thing? And she says, eh, never mind. I can't convince you anyway. Right. And then Hermione lets her know that she's been suspended pending uh, further investigation. And she's like, why didn't they just kill me? I don't understand. It would have just been easier for them just to kill me instead of going through all of this elaborate ruse. And Hermione's just like, you know, Ginny? And she's like, no, no, wait, that's not what I meant. I don't mean I want to die. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. But Hermione still doesn't believe there's anything going on. So she's Mm -hmm. like, okay, there's so much going on. You're you're overwrought. Sometimes the brain just can't handle all this stuff. And she's like, okay, just quit. I won't say anything. Just Mm -hmm. okay. (laughs) So now she's going to play the part. You know, she starts crying. I just miss him so much. You know what? In many ways, it's kind of to get your own way. You have to admit defeat first. Mm -hmm. Then you can get your own way. Right. So I kind of had an applauder. Because sometimes you can't beat a dead horse. So you might as well go with go with whatever they want so you can get what you want. Right. And there's some battles you just can't, you know, pick your battles. And that's mm-hmm. what she's doing right now. She's picking her battles. Says, okay, um, I'll go. I know a mind healer myself. There's this guy the auras use. I'll go to him instead of getting them to find one for her. Mm-hmm. But first I need to check on some things. And will you please get me my wand back? And I'm going to go and check some stuff. Right. And Ron's like, you shouldn't be apparating. And she's like, I'm not four. <laughs> and she cons George into going down and stealing the wand. Yeah, I like how she cons them. She's like, you know what, George? I stuck up for you, and I checked on you every night to make sure you weren't drinking yourself in a stupor. I was like, you know what? That's what a good little sister does. She remembers what she's done for him and casts it up to him. <laughs> Go Denny. Oh, boy. And Ron kind of sticks up the door. Leather door. Yeah, this leather door. Ron sticks up for her and says, you know, she's old enough to leave if she really wants to. We can't really keep her here. Mm-hmm. And so. And he's like, okay, I, I need to go. I need to clean up the flat and make an appointment with this guy and I'll do it myself. Something I need to do on my own. Yeah. And Ron, or George comes back in and says, okay, you've got one minute before she realizes it's gone. And Ginny thanks him and just goes, just apparates away. Mm-hmm. 
And what she's really doing is staking out her flat. Mm. She wants to see if anybody else is watching it, if anybody's there. Right. So she's done a glamour charm and changed her clothes. And she's, you know, had some coffee. I just picture her. She's sitting in Starbucks outside the place, drinking bad coffee and just waiting. And then she walks up and down the street with a pram and just different things, trying to make sure that no one's there. Yeah. And she goes in and this wall really is just horrible. Mm -hmm. Pictures of Harry all over the place, copied multiple times. Some of them are like just a single shot of his eye or whatever. (laughs) And she mentally apologizes to him. Actually, she whispers it out loud. And it's just, you know, it's kind of tainted it. Tainted the whole thing. Something Mm -hmm. so personal. It's just like, ugh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she's just gathering a few things and then a scroll pops into the corner. Yeah. It freaks her out. (laughs) Draws her wand and Everything and she checks it out. Yeah, the parchment has been well stunned. Yeah, (laughs) poor thing. (laughs) Poor parchment. Yeah, I like this. A simple roll of parchment fell to the ground, rolling slightly from where her spell had rushed past it. It sat innocuously in the corner, staring her down. (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell? (laughs) So she uh, checks it for curses Mm -hmm. and. Trammel's signature seal is on it. Right. Mm-hmm. So now the he question. calls her Lucy. Yes. She called him Linus in the yes. chapters last time. I loved it. Yeah. And he only and calls her Lucy in private. He said it was good for partners to have codes mm-hmm. to verify that it wasn't somebody masquerading when Polyjuice. Right. Yeah. I just, and, like she said, he's a seer. She muttered, I swear he is. And the note <laughs> says, Lucy, get the hell out of that flat. You're signing your own death warrant being there, girl. Yeah. Stay mm-hmm. hidden. Meet me at half past seven tonight. Look for a familiar face, Linus. And then he has this very crude drawing of the drunken monkey. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) A monkey and a rabbit lifting pints. Having pints. And he just thought that was fun. Mm -hmm. So she's sure it is from travel. Mm -hmm. So she's outside the bar and it's really noisy and forcing herself in. It's just, you know, it's like one of the hardest things she's done. Well, yeah, because the last time she was in a bar, she was drugged. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there, who said Rudy? Rudy. Rudy. And she knows it's not really him because Trammell wouldn't have brought him in. But she's like, are you insane? Not any more than usual, Lucy. (laughs) Yeah. I love this. Does Rudy know you're parading around wearing him? Yeah. (laughs) Apparently he does. He does. Mm -hmm. He's parading around at the ministry wearing travel. Well, there you go. Wow. So, and she's got her back to the room and she doesn't like it. She feels too exposed. So he says, well, come on over here and sit next to me. She's like, oh. Well, and if you think about it, you're talking about two young people who are sitting next to each other Mm -hmm. in a bar. Right. And this is the the face of the guy she was wrapped around two days ago. Mm. Right. <laughs> Even if she fainted afterward. Right. Yeah, yeah his kisses were so good that it makes you faint. Mm. Ooh. And wake up with a really bad headache. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> uh, so she asks him if he knows what's going on. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So. He's been keeping his head down, learning things this whole time, basically. Yeah. He's a lot better at it than she is. Yeah. Well, he's had more practice at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's quiet for a moment. And then he says, you remember when I told you I'd only been turned down for a partner once? Yeah. It was for your Harry. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. And he knew. He says, seeing what he did, what he was capable of, I was scared for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he changed the world. And people don't like change. 
No, they don't. Yeah, especially when it's kind of abrupt. Yeah. He says, not everyone appreciated the way it happened. You can't be that naive. I thought it was interesting that a little thing here. It says, uh, after he says, I was scared for him. He said, looking down into his half-empty pint and then fumbling in his jacket before pulling out a small flask and taking a drink. And the smell of polyjuice always brought back memories of her third year when Crouch had impersonated Alistair Moody. His class had always smelled of it. Of course, they never realized what it was beforehand. I'm surprised if they could smell it. I'm surprised that Ron, Hermione, and Carrie didn't know what it was, or at least Hermione. Yeah, really. But it took them like, three months. Yeah. Six- it always smelled like cabbage, because apparently yeah. polyjuice smells like cabbage. I'm not sure if it would necessarily because i would think he did his brewing somewhere other than his classroom and all he carries around with him is in the little flask so it's mm-hmm. not going to right up but, the whole room. but but she can smell it mm-hmm. and it he's got fat flask. yeah but she's yeah, sitting but right next i mean to as far as oh. moody's classroom goes i'm not sure that would have actually worked out that way okay <laughs> that was um when we were having weird theories in the fandom various times a lot of people thought mrs fig was always brewing polyjuice because her house smelled of cabbage all the time oh well that would make sense it does make sense so we find out that um he says your boy was set on changing the way the ministry worked and shacklebolt was right there next to him yeah he shook his head as if that wasn't a worthy gold but a goal but a fool's errand Mm -hmm. and he says they had the right idea but they got too close to things they didn't realize they were getting close to Mm -hmm. yeah until it was too late yeah she said you knew and she's like ready to leave and he said not till after we started to poke around, but I was more careful than you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it works for him. He's established. He's yeah. part of the furniture. People sure. don't bother the old guy in the corner. He's just going on doing his thing. You know. And apparently Jasper came to see Trammell the day after he signed her papers mm-hmm. because he was worried. Jasper was worried about her. Ginny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we find out that he's the only other one that he's trained, that Trammell's yeah. trained. Number three. Wow. One, two, and three. What a combination there with Trammell. Mm-hmm. Well, we only know two of them so far. We know well, Jasper and Ginny, and he didn't get to train Harry, and then there's yeah. somebody else that he did train. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I wonder if it's probably Kingsley. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? He apparently was trained by Moody. I was going to say. I, makes yeah, perfect he was, sense. Gosh, <laughs> yeah. I miss Moody. Yeah. So he says, uh, you've been suspended. And she says, yeah, I got that notice. It's a warning, isn't it? And she says, they've broken into my flat and this rubbish that they're spreading through the press. Everything's to keep my mouth shut. I'm too big of a liability to kill directly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the, the, the comment here. It says um, why Jasper was afraid for her because he knew she was headstrong. headstrong. Yeah. <laughs> you let your emotions rule you too often. <laughs> she says, you sound like Snape. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for him to say, oh, I was waiting for him to say, yep, I am a slip. Or he would have said, indeed. (laughs) Indubitably. Yes. Indubitably. So she's now summarizing what's happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the arrest of Katie and Oliver and probable memory wipe and Rudy's memory wipe. They tried to drug her. Right. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden she thinks... Maybe that wasn't Rudy that was outside the pub. That could have been somebody posing as him to take me away. Yeah. 
but it really was. He just yeah. happened to be there. Right. And she mentions yeah. Project Lucas to him mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing. Yeah. He's, she, he says, here's how it's going to play out. They're going to drag you through the mud, disparage your name, and make you look insane. And she said, it's not a far trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at, least she, at least she's acknowledging Aware. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she says, I'll end up dead or a victim of a potions deal gone bad or worse yet, stuck somewhere in this Project Lucas. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, she thinks, you know, they know that I know that Harry is alive. And now I'm, I've just basically signed my own death warrant. Right. They're going to kill me to hide the fact that he is alive, or at least he was alive at that point. Right. Yeah. And he says, yeah, sure, they're going to kill you if they catch you. Right. Yeah. She says, do you think I can get away? And he says, I know you can. Yeah, you've got motivation. <laughs> wow, what motivation is that? <laughs> Big time motivation. Yep. And she says, and he says, you, oh, do you have to understand this means leaving everything and everyone that I love? And he mm-hmm. says, you'll be protecting them. Yeah. They don't know where you went. They don't know where you are. There's nothing that the ministry can do to them. Because there's nowhere to tie you together. You've just disappeared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She says, well, they still might hurt them to try and get to me. but And she's like, he says, yeah, it's possible. But what happens if you stay here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you're dead. Yeah. And it's worse off for your family anyhow. The best thing that they would do would be to wipe you. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing they could do would be to kill you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, they've got the file and. He says, yeah, but you've seen it. It's still in your head. Right. You can recreate it. Yeah. Yeah. She says, I have to contact my family somehow and let them know I'm safe. He says, sure, but don't tell them any of this. Just Mm -hmm. think of something else. Yeah, well, she can't. She knows that. Right. I mean, look how much she told Hermione. (laughs) Nothing. Didn't work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She says, they think I'm going to go see a mind healer. And he looks at her and he says, you're not crazy. She (laughs) says, I'm right on the edge. But I can tell them that I'm going to go away to see the mind healer, and they'll believe that. Mm-hmm. And he says, okay, that's that's going to work. Yeah, And he has to go because he's running out of polyjuice. And so is Rudy. Right. Yeah. And she, just before he goes, she says, why are you helping me? And he says, because someone deserves a happy ending, and it might as well be you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that gives the little thing of something something must have happened to him when he says family's overrated and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So she goes to Grimmauld Place. Hides there. Yeah. That's a good place to hide. But right Mm -hmm. before she does that, she says, if it's a game they want, she'd play. But it's going to be her rules. No more waiting for each blow to strike her and drive her to her knees. It was time to land a few blows of her own. Yep. She's mad and she's not going to take it anymore. (laughs) Yep. She's in Grummel's place now and she's having a dream. Yeah. It's a nice dream. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of fluff to tide you over. Yeah. You got to throw a dog a bone every once in a while. This isn't the one I was thinking of. So, yeah, they're just kind of together chatting. Yeah. He says he was a brat. And she says, you were a boy, a silly teenage boy. Mm-hmm. I get the impression from some of the phrasing that this is just after they've been together for yeah. the first time or one of the early times. Mm-hmm. Am I right in remembering this is probably in the room of requirement? I don't know. Um, it doesn't really say. Okay. I don't think so. It doesn't say one way or the other. Yeah. Well, she gets, but for all we know, dark. it could be here. Mm-hmm. Anger yeah. 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 That's yeah. True. So she opens her eyes and she's alone in the room. Mm-hmm. And here in this strange, haunted, deserted place, she felt safe. Mm-hmm. In the forgotten layers of decay and dust. Yeah. yeah. And his face sort of shows up in front of her again. 
saying he needs her, and she says she's coming. Yeah, I'm coming. And that's the end of chapter nine. And now she's in hiding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Things are in train to move on. So, chapter 10 is called Never Will I Break. More serious. <laughs> and this is, she did in fact post three chapters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is it the, the, the note in front of it says, you had to know this was coming. You've all worn me down so completely I'll practically give it to anything. Yeah. But there's a tissue warning. Small one. This one, small one. Yeah. tissue. Three. Most three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to tell you that the three of you, Scott, Sue, and Trish, are following this on Live Journal. Right. I'm reading it from fanfiction.net. Okay, uh, so no, I'm the, on Sink in Your Eyes. Okay. That's how I'm reading it. Some of the author's notes that I'm seeing are not in the other places, and some most of the author's notes in LiveJournal are not where I'm at. So <laughs> that's why we're alternating back and forth between author's notes. <laughs> yep. That's why I, I remember slightly confused. I remember vividly waiting for these chapters to come out. Like I said last week, it was a, you know, wake up in the morning and turn the computer on and see if she posted in the middle of the night. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I think she posted a lot in the middle of the night because Keza seems to, well, she has it in these last few, but she seemed to be like, posting first on quite a yeah. few of them. An yeah. early commenter. She was. She was an early commenter. And she was really, I don't know if mine starts showing up there with word counts. I was actually taking all of the chapters and pasting them into a word file and reporting how many words. the first words. one is on the 13th chapter. Okay. Yeah, that's when I started. I started, started posting. Started the word count anyway. Yeah. Because she was wondering how, how long this was going to be. And um, <laughs> Kelly decided to keep track. I, yeah. <laughs> Uh, word does it anyway why not well you know it was rather impressive Mm -hmm. oh yeah we start chapter 10 and Ginny's been in Grimmel Place for four days and she's starting to understand how Sirius felt yeah Yeah. that's only after four days stir crazy poor Sirius he was there a lot longer yeah but Sirius had company Mm -hmm. he had had company (laughs) he had his mother to yell at that's true that too Trammell is sending Ginny the The daily prophet Mm -hmm. and I'm going to guess that he was probably the one that sent it to her at her flat too yeah yeah makes sense and it's all just sort of getting worse and worse as far as she goes the first morning the story about her hasn't broken yet so they're all speculating on what made katie and oliver go to the dark side and start using their illegal potions Potions, and all of that and then the next three days it's been about her being suspended and disappearing and going nuts and all of this stuff Right. Everything is very subtle to start with. Yeah. Well, they're good at that. Just yeah. Look at that look what they did with Harry. Anything. Yeah. I'm starting well, to wonder if when they started, like, with, it was just one picture out. Then. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder if Umbridge. <laughs> let's do this this way Mm, who knows so she gets a post or a new newspaper but this time it's got Trammell's handwritten note on the front Lucy it's time for your move meet at the same place as last time at noon look for a different face and change yours Linus Uh and you'll have to excuse me but if you hear any rumbling in the background apparently my nutcase of a dog is upstairs running back and forth through my bedroom through the hallway back (laughs) it's like thunder (laughs) She hasn't come down the steps yet, but she's running back and forth upstairs. (laughs) She's lost her mind. (laughs) Yep. And I just got a kitty at the door. But still no yellow one. I'm starting to get worried. Oh, here she comes. Hi. What were you doing upstairs? Oh, no. Yeah, well, she just almost took the computer right off the desk. (laughs) Yeesh. (sighs) Did you get a drink? She's standing in the middle floor. 
I'm wagging sleeping. your tail as fast as it'll go. <laughs> I'm really excited. Hi, 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 squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it was funny because I was like, I hear, it's like, what the, it's the dog. <laughs> Kitty crazies. Except this time it's puppy crazies. Oh uh, boy. Oh boy. That's right. We're way off course. That's kind of how Ginny's feeling too. Yes. Crazy. Now she's she trying to, to figure leave. out. Yeah. She's trying to figure out. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how she's just going to do a, um, oh, she, she did a, um, um, disillusionment charm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she's in the drunken monkey and instead of Collins, <laughs> now we have she's Shepherd. Shepherd. Her <laughs> mm. other trainee fellow says she liked Rudy better. And actually, she didn't use a disillusionment charm. Changed her hair. Yeah. It says Jenny's stared at him out of her now blue eyes before sighing and walking over, her longer limbs making her feel awkward. It hadn't been hard to pluck a hair off a passing woman in downtown London. Mm, that's right. She so polyjuice. she's used polyjuice. She's got polyjuice. Yeah. Well, she's had four days to, you know. Oh, no, yeah. wait, it takes longer than four days. Yeah. <laughs> must have a stash of it somewhere. I don't know. It might be yeah. required. Or... It could be required, you yeah. know, or it could have been there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You so, never know with Tremel place. That's true. She's, she says that she preferred Rudy and... And Tremel says, Rudy's busy today and Shepard flew in sick. And she said, did you drug him? And he kind of quirks. She's like, you did, didn't you? <laughs> Interesting shop that brother of yours has. Or I guess it's brothers, isn't it? <laughs> She's like, what did uh, you give him? <laughs> you can pass yeah. Yep. He's going to spend the next few hours as a canary, can we say? Yeah, yep. Yes. So, um, and he says they're going to do an inquiry at the ministry, and he's arranged for them to find potions in the drawers of her desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she is resigned. She's like, resigned? Is this going to help? Yeah. yeah. So you're going to play up the insanity angle. He says, I'm going to be playing up the grieving angle. And they're not going to stop looking for you, but at least they may slow down a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So he gives her an envelope mm-hmm. with coordinates, apparition coordinates, and mm-hmm. somebody is going to be waiting for her. Jasper. They're going to have another envelope, and well, then yeah. Jasper will be at the end of that one. Yeah. And she remembers an old conversation where he told her that his special speciality, speciality cannot say that. Spe- specialty. Thank you. Is disappearing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she thought about it. She goes, yeah, he did disappear after Hogwarts, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I have to say this reminds me just a little bit of The Amazing Race. Because she has to keep going places and getting envelopes so she can go to the next place. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a scavenger yeah. hunt. So, um, yeah, he says, I'll keep everything together back here. Yep. And I hope you find what you're searching for. And she says, I will. I have to. She's determined. Yeah. Determined Gryffindor and determined Weasley. Not a good combination. Mm. Well, only so she's get in her way. Yeah. yeah. So she heads back to Weasley's Wizard Weezes to let them know she's going to be disappearing for a while. Right. She's going to tell them that she's going to get help. That's what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, when they see her, flinch away from her. And oh, yeah. Wouldn't you? She's crazy. She's crazy. Got to get away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she walks in and Jin, Ron yells and scares everybody. And what are you doing here? The auras are looking for you. They just left. And apparently Trammell's been in and has told them a little bit so they know... Everything is not quite what it looks like. Right. And so yeah. And she says, I'm leaving. I've resigned and I'm leaving. I need some time. 
Which is true, but not for what they think. Right. right. <laughs> and George says, you take all the time you need, you do what you need to do, and then you come home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she says, I don't think I'll be able to write. And he says, don't. And then he gives her all the money that he has in the cash drawer. Mm-hmm. And Ginny gives him a big old hug and inhales his smell, just trying to memorize them, both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because says, Ron says, I don't have anything I can give you. So she says, just give me a hug. Mm-hmm. So. And she's Aww. a Hufflepuff at heart. Yeah. Oh, no, she's not. <laughs> not really, no. But hugs are good for everybody, Hufflepuff yes. or not. So she gets Ron to promise that he'll Hugs are not just for Hufflepuffs. That's you know. right. Right. They don't have a monopoly. So she's apparating from a public place, so she's choosing, yeah, she chooses the most public place you can think of. It's Gringotts. The steps of Gringotts. <laughs> yeah. Except for, uh... There's Dean. Dean shows up. Oh. Dumbass. Like trying to shake him off. Just go away. Yeah. And mm. here come the oars. Yeah, here they I come. I like him in this scene, though. He's like, Are you, Dean began, and then shook his head. Stupid question. Of course you're not all right. Right. And she's like, I gotta go. And, <laughs> bah! Yeah, like, bah! and the oars are close, and they start setting stunning spells, and Dean pulls his own wand, and she's like, Just run. Get out of here. Yeah, well, she doesn't says, want him. She doesn't want him to get hurt. Right. And yeah, he's, he's a the damn door too. Mm-hmm. You're not alone, Ginny. He whispered, giving her a kiss on the forehead. Just remember that. And as I read this, just this time, I pictured Han Solo going down the corridors of the Death Star. We need a chewy. <laughs> 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 Geneva Weasley, you're under arrest for potions trafficking and distribution of illegal substances. And she yells, F you! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a, here's a side story. It's very funny. It's very short. Friends of mine, the F you thing, mm-hmm. it has turned into letters. You don't even have to say the words F you. You just have to say, dude letters and everybody knows what it is <laughs> so well and it's it's great for mixed company because nobody knows what the hell they're talking about this is true very true well i've been listening to the galactica uh story all day today frack. and it's frack yeah frack off I'm like why wait uh, oh yeah i know what this means mm. for frack's sake frack you Oh, frack me. Frack you. I actually remember that from the original. There are a few things in there from the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. My son has said that a couple times to me. I'm like, uh oh. Mm, yeah. But he has no clue what it means, so. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've read the paperback of the original movie, which is kind of neat. Just recently Larson? I reread it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was quite good, actually. There was a, a very short. I don't know if you know who this is sue will remember who it is she keeps rick saying Sp- that i have no idea who she means but okay we'll try this again rick springfield oh yeah mm-hmm. general hospital remember him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he played zach adama right in the, like the first episode in the theatrical movie mm-hmm. scott you've just read the book mm-hmm. apollo's younger brother right. yeah zach was played by rick springfield in the movie he was in it for like five minutes before he died okay right yeah 
He was the guy in the original Human Target ones, wasn't he? I recognize that name from somewhere, but it's not General Hospital. He was also a singer. Yes, Jesse's girl. Jesse's girl. <laughs> I recognize oh, this I song. Have a, I, hear a, I hear a sound clip coming on. <laughs> oh, there won't. You guys can that in here. But no, anyway, I've got to just make um, sure there's yeah. stuff I can get my hands on. Jesse is a friend. Yeah, I know he's been a good friend of mine. But lately something's changed. It ain't hard to define. Jesse's got himself a girl, and I wanna make her mine. And she's watching him with those eyes. And she's loving with that body. I just know it. And he's holding her in his arms late, late at night. You know I wish that I had Jesse's girl. Oh, if you can't mm-hmm. get ahead hands on Jesse's girl, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I have the LP of that somewhere. Wow. That's scary. <sighs> anyway, moving right along. So Ginny she... has apparated out yeah. and ends up in basically the place she told everybody she was going. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah it's a mind healer's office. Yes. And he's... Yeah. You made it then. A thin man wearing glasses and a pale green robe, suspiciously similar to a healer's robe, stuck his head in the door and smiling with his small mouth. She's like, uh, who are you? Yeah. I made it. And she says, Trammell said you had another envelope for me, another place to go. And the guy's like, he wants you to stay a few days. And she's like, yeah, uh huh. I'm not staying here. Yeah, you're crazy if you think I'm staying here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it would be best if, and then. He starts, you know, wiping his glasses and stuff, and she relaxes just a little bit when she realizes he's cursing Trammell's name, too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look, I know nobody ever wants to stay here, but it's safe, and I've got instructions, too. He doesn't work for the ministry. It's a private hospital, blah, 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 blah. Yes. Mm-hmm. When there are issues that need to be kept private, they come here. Right. She says, like, how long do I need to stay? And he said, I'd love it to be a week, but I'm sure you'd blow my hospital apart if you stayed that long. So uh, yeah. how about a couple of days? <laughs> yeah. And she She's says, like, don't lock the door. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, so she does. But right. it's from her side, so it's different. She's going to get meals three times a day. And basically, she spends most of her time sleeping. Right. Well, she hasn't been doing much of that lately, so that's probably a good thing. Yeah. It's just as well. And they have a good shower, so hey. <laughs> you never know what... I mean, shower can always fix everything. Yeah. You know, my I have very little hot water at my place, and it's a thin trickle of water. And whenever mom goes, my favorite thing about staying here is being able to use her shower. So I understand the nice shower thing. Yes. And also, she needs the time yeah. to center herself for what mm-hmm. she's about to do. Right. And she realizes that. She needs downtime. She does. She needs to be able to put all of her ducks in a row before she sets out on this quest to find Harry. Right. Yeah. And she's still sort of in shock and all of that, too. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, it's just good downtime. So but she but, uses some of the time to write a letter yeah. back to mom and dad, mm-hmm. which she can't say much in, but it's good to write anyway. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sorry, but I really had to laugh at this. What would Harry do? <laughs> I was like, oh, going to get himself a wristband. <laughs> yeah. Something to look at. What would Harry do? What would he want me to do? Yeah. And usually when she thinks that Harry's voice answers her, but this time it's Jasper's voice. Yeah. 
it's a memory thing mm-hmm. from when he was kicking her into gear when she was drifting around school mm-hmm. when she thought Harry was dead. Right. Oh, when everybody thought Harry was dead. Except for, of course, the guys that knew he wasn't dead. Does that yeah. make any sense? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she sends off her letter and then she pretty much says, okay, it's time to go. Right. Mm-hmm. She takes her envelope and he says, you know, you can come back if you ever need to. And she says, yeah, and asks him to tell Trammell something, but she can't figure out what to say. So mm-hmm. he says, yeah, he knows anyway. <laughs> And his writing's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, it'll be a wonder if I don't end up in the ocean. Yeah. And the <laughs> the healer says, yeah, the handwriting of a serial killer. <laughs> That's the nice thing to hear right before uh, you, you evaporate out. <laughs> yep. And next chapter. Uh-huh. And that, yep. oh, but I'm, I, I'm going, guys. Right, Trish is going to bed, and, and I'm going to do another Keza quote here. At the bottom, it says, how are you feeling? You know, that place for your mood. And I always want to answer that question. I'm feeling frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's because we got to the end of another chapter. It was like, oh, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> So Trisha is leaving us, but we're going to continue. Good night, Trisha. Good night, Trisha. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you next time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Night. Night, night. Sleep well, sweet dreams. That. Sleep that. <laughs> Don't let the uh, the pygmy puffs bite. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we're going to attack over here. We're getting attacked by stink bugs. So. Oh. Yeah. Good. Don't let them bite either. Yes. I don't think they bite, but they're a pain in the butt. So... The next chapter. Good night, Trisha. Good night. <laughs> the next chapter is chapter 11, and it's entitled, I Feel You. Is that going to hang up on me? Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Trisha's back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> she hung up before I could get to it, so she figured it out. Okay. And she has apparated, and the first thing she hears is, drop your wand and kick it to the side. Yeah. And, and it's... Don't think I'm going to forget that, Doyle. <laughs> Jasper. <laughs> And he's like, why did you become an horror? Because I wanted to be able to kick your ass. <laughs> and he Wrong stings answer. her. Yeah. Because I wanted to make a difference. And he says, and did you? She says, I don't know. I wanted to. Trammell says you did. And now she looks at him and he's aged. Yeah. He's got creases on his face. And she says, you look like hell. He says, uh, <laughs> I could say the same thing about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, she says, where are we? Mm-hmm. Oh, how long has it been since you slept? And she says, years. <laughs> yeah. And they're in France and just outside Paris. And he says, you better decide what you want to do. Mm-hmm. She's going to kind of commune with herself here for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. She starts writing notes and just starts tacking them up on the walls. Well, she's she's organizing her thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of, and I imagine the Aurors would do kind of the same thing, but in the police, they have... Their crime scene boards, their death boards or whatever it is. And, you know, they put pictures up and they put notes up and it's a way that they can just stand back and look at it and organize. And that's exactly what she's doing here. Yeah. Well, you see that. I'm sorry. The the crime shows all do it. Yeah. I was thinking more of the read, but yeah. But that's what she's doing. She's trying to remember as much of the file as she can. Mm -hmm. And she's doing a pretty damn good job of it too, actually. Mm-hmm. And she's so she's remembering the file, and she remembers that unspeakables Veronica Marston and Rise Hughes have been instrumental in discovering that if you remove the memories first, 
And then it helps with the retention of the layered memory charms. And she puts a little note to herself. What happens to the extracted memories? And oh, yeah, oh. Kelly and I are both thinking the exact oh, same thing. Oh, I was oh. so upset. I'm not going to say anything else. Oh my gosh. I'm so upset. And I don't think Scott's read that far. Nope, probably not. I don't know. I've read 15. You so. would know what we were talking about if you had read it. And, okay. and I actually posed... Many weeks from now, you'll hear me talk about this again, but I actually posed the question to the author whether or not something that's coming up was resolved, and she told me what the answer was. And I'm not going to reveal that until we get there, but I was upset. I was upset. <laughs> I was upset. <laughs> the name, by the way, is Reese. It's yes. a Welsh name. Reese. It's like John yeah, Reese like, Davies. Or- I was just going to say that. <laughs> Jonathan right. Rees Myers, who plays mm-hmm. King Henry at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Rees is the guy's name in Torchwood. <laughs> and I've, they're all in Wales. <laughs> and I've read a book series by Catherine Kurz, who one of her main characters is Rees. I like that name. I always have. Anyway, so Ginny is oh, trying Jason to remember. Jason Marston, that's the other one. Jason Marston. Okay. On, uh, I don't know what that I recognized him from. Uh, he was on Erie, Indiana. Hey, Erie, Indiana. Cool. Nobody knows that show but me. Uh, I do. <laughs> it's because yeah. my friend worked on it. It was a very weird show. It was a weird That's show. That's why they called it Erie. Erie, Indiana. <laughs> it was appropriate. One, we talked about this on a podcast many, many, many moons ago. I was trying to remember what it was called, and I couldn't remember. And it was <laughs> the one where the people were in, they slept in the Tupperware, giant Tupperware beds, and then they didn't age. Right. Huh. And you must not have been in it, Kelly. It must have been when you were sick because we were trying to, I couldn't remember it for the life of me. It probably was when I was sick. And I had to send a, an IM to Dawn and say, what was the name of that? So, yeah, I got garlic from that show and I got cake from that show. Okay. That was it. I think I looked him up because he's a, mostly a voice actor. I've been mm-hmm. watching some animated things and I wanted to know who people were. But he was also in Erie, Indiana and a number of other things. He was Eddie Munster of Apparently, wow, long time which ago. I haven't watched that, but I've heard of it. He was on Star Trek for one episode. Woohoo! We're way off course. So, Ginny takes a note of that, about the sheer number of charms needed for complete memory loss had a tendency to addle the brain, as we well know with Lockhart, Lockhart. severely affecting basic human functions. So apparently you become a vegetable. And they don't want that to happen? Nope, they just want to erase what you know. So what happens to the extracted memories? She doesn't, the file hadn't addressed it, so she wrote it down. She stuck it to the wall. And so Jasper appears on the second day. Mm Mm-hmm. And she was glad to see him, but she wasn't glad to see him. And he's like, "What? where do you start? <laughs> it's all these scribble notes all over yeah. the place. And so she kind of briefs him a little on, on what she's got. Mm-hmm. And she says she knows the minister is involved. Yeah. And he says, I always figured he was dirty. Yeah. Nothing specific, but Trammell was never a fan. Guilt by Guilt suspicion. By suspicion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is where we find out that Tremel was trained by Moody. That explains much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it always this this reminded me of a line where she says Tremel wasn't as old as his looks hinted at. You guys know who Abe Vigoda is. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Abe Abe Vigoda. Yeah, you you would recognize him. He played Fish. He was Fish. Bro. He was on Barney Miller. He was in Joe versus the Volcano. He plays a lot of old men. Mm-hmm. He's the, he's got that hunched look. He's got that chin stuck out. He was actually the voice of the main character in Up. 
in the animated movie? Uh, no. That okay. was Ed Asner. And was it Ed Asner? Yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Ava Goda. Goda plays a lot of, yeah. Ava Goda plays a lot of older men. He's been playing old men for 30 years and he's 80. <laughs> okay. He has, but that's all he's done. Most of his work has been the hunched guy with the chin that sticks out and get off my damn lawn, you damn kids. Mm-hmm. That's Ava Pagoda. And to have somebody say Trammell wasn't as old as he hinted at, that reminded me of him. <laughs> oh, dear. How about a cup of coffee, fish? How about a cup of coffee, fish? How about a glass of water, fish? Would you like to lay down on the couch, fish? Why don't you come out and say, say, you're an old man, fish. You're not an old man. I'm not young. Am I young? No. I'm not middle-aged. Am I middle-aged? I think of you as old. That's the only thing you can be after you're young and middle-aged. Oh. (laughs) In a little bit, we'll find out why he's like that. So Jasper says this is nearly an impossible task. Mm Mm-hmm. And she says, so was becoming an oar. Yeah. And look what happened. So <laughs> so Stinson and Williamson. The only ones who make it through training are the purebloods, or at least extremely sympathetic to that view. Mm-hmm. And he says, you can bet they have a hand in the potions trade. Oh, yeah. But there's no proof. Mm-hmm. Right. And Doyle says, Potter and Kingsley suffered from the need to see the best in people. They trusted Winters was yeah. worthy of the position that he held. And... We think that he's in on So that didn't work so well for them. Yeah. No. And it looks like he was playing a game. He was everything everybody thought he should be. He was on the Wizengamot. He fought against Fudge at every turn. He supported Scrimgeour, but grudgingly. He fought behind the scenes when the ministry was taken over by the Death Eaters. And then when he got into office, things started Some to change. things started to change. Mm-hmm. So he's been playing a role this whole time. Right. And so she realizes something. She says, do you know what legitimacy is? And the light goes on in his head and says, that explains quite a bit. Right. She says, I've always felt strange around him and I get headaches and my mind waters. He says, sounds like he's not as accomplished at it as he thinks he is. Yeah. Yeah. And she thinks about it and she's like, this is exactly how Harry felt after coming back from Snake. Right. Mm -hmm. So things are kind of falling together. And you know what, Scott? On your comment there, I believe mm-hmm. that's who Sam is based on. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Yes. He's got the eyebrows. Yes, he does. And the nose. <laughs> we actually have a fellow in our um, church choir who looks like that. Uh-huh. Scary. That's Not a like Abe Pagoda, but more like the Muppet, actually. That's oh. even scarier. <laughs> Yeah, Abe Pagoda played, um, he was the uh, tribal leader in Joe versus the Volcano. That's right. Yes, he played the Toby. (laughs) You want to marry him? Yeah. You want to marry her? Yeah. You're married. I'm getting out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving. Sorry. Okay, so Jasper says they're already starting to cover things up. Veronica Marsden was killed two weeks ago in Paris. Mm -hmm. It was officially ruled an accident. Yeah. Supposedly she was here on holiday and it was in an accident. And Ginny's like, an unspeakable killed in France and we weren't allowed to investigate? That seems odd. Yeah, they were specifically told to stay out of it. Right. So then she kind of goes off on a tangent. And says, why did you end up working at Hogwarts? He says, you want the truth? And she says, well, yeah, kind (laughs) of. And officially, he was there to watch over Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. And unofficially, he was being punished. 
Right. And she, she kind of looks at him like, what? She says, you don't think that being locked in a school with hundreds of moody, pubescent teenagers is punishment? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Wish I knew which offense I was being punished for, so I knew not to do it again. <laughs> yeah. Then she goes back to, do you know how many times I've woken up in the morning and wondered how I lived through another night? This isn't a game. They're taking everything. Right. They're killing people. And... The reason that she's not already dead is because she's a high-profile pureblood. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what they wanted. Yeah. Apparently, I haven't actually seen any of the things that he's been in. Some of the series that he's been in, I've watched, but not that particular episode. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on anyway. a second. Get down. Get down. I know you just got a drink and you have to come share it with me, but get down. Thank you. Go lie down. Go on. She's backing up and she's sitting down now. She's staring at me. Uh, okay. I'm back. Oh, I get popcorn. Thank Ooh, you. Hey, popcorn! We haven't had popcorn in a while. <laughs> I want popcorn. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wasn't there an innuendo with popcorn? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> Fine. Be that way. <laughs> But anyway, she and moving um, right along. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of that innuendo. <clears throat> Unless so, you're having an anniversary we don't know about. Nope. So she says, you know, uh, she wants to know why Harry. Why would they do this to him? Why erase his memory and make him vanish? Why not just kill him if he was in the way? And I don't think they know. They still don't really know, but it seems like there was a good opportunity. Somehow he fits their requirements, whatever they are, it looks like from the notes. It seems like something, you have to have a certain amount of trauma in your background for this to work. I don't know why they've worked it out that way exactly, but... Well, and I think that take the strongest person you can, and if you can do this to that person, you can do this to anybody. Mm. Yeah, and so here, in the- here is someone who has literally changed the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess in the sense can- of criminal, clinical, yeah, clinical trials, it's yeah. um, you know, your control subject and your varying intensities of work that you do and seeing how often it works and how well. Well, not just that, but you're, I mean, if you can reprogram someone using the the memory charms, you could do something like this to someone with that strength of will. Mm-hmm. You could do that to world leaders. Mm-hmm. Nice. You could do anything. Yeah. I mean, they were looking for someone to supply to Lucas and he was perfect. Because- now remember that this is the British Ministry of Magic. Remember that because it's important. This is the British Ministry of Magic. Right. Okay. And Ginny says, okay, that's it. They've got to be stopped. Mm -hmm. And he says, okay, let's do it. But first we want to find him. Yeah. Yeah. First we got to find him. How are we going to do that? She says, why Harry? Don't they have any respect for what he's done? All he sacrificed and given over the years. He died for all of us. Yeah. And Dole says, I think they were scared of him. He represented change to most people. He was willing to fight for it, and people were willing to follow him. He was a born leader who was not only up to the task, but willing and worthy of it. Mm -hmm. And that frightened them because they couldn't control him. Right. Yeah. So now, yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah, we we need to. (laughs) First, you need to find Harry. She's yeah. Like, Wait. Where Where are we going? Yeah. And he says, oh, "I'm going to take you to Paris, to a flat mm-hmm. in Paris." Yeah. And <laughs> have you ever heard of the term "need to know"? <laughs> the flat belongs to a friend of mine. She's away on business. Is she aware that you're filling her flat with guests? 
Have you ever heard of the term need to know? <laughs> so they're going to move her around mm-hmm. basically until the ministry has given up looking for her. Right. And, and until they come up with some sort of lead. Yeah. So they leave the stuff there. So they're also going to look into kind of undercoverish how what happened to Veronica Marston. Right. And the other unspeakable, mm-hmm. uh, Reese Hughes, has seemingly vanished as well. Right. They can't mm-hmm. find him. He's either hiding for his own life. Or they've got to him. Or something has happened to him. Mm-hmm. So and, they, um, yeah, go ahead. They decide that they need to get a need- hold of the official file. Lily, go lay down. Go on. That is a ball of yarn. You are not allowed to chew on it. Go on. Go on. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Whoa. That was Scott in the popcorn. High maintenance. Oh, yuck. She just licked the inside of my mouth. Get down. Mm, Yummy. I figure since we're having canine adventures, I can eat popcorn. Crunch popcorn. Sorry. (laughs) I went, you, and she went, like, ugh. Oh. Doggy tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to go to the French Orr's office and sneak in. <laughs> Isn't and, that yeah. kind of illegal? Ah, who cares? Yeah, well, <laughs> they're outside. Yeah. Jasper's kind of acting as her handler, like the various spy shows, and she's mm-hmm. not really taking to it all that well because she just wants to do things. Well, and she can't, her face is a little uh, recognizable. Um, recognizable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She reminds me of um, Sydney. Yes. Alias. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. she didn't much like her handlers at first either. Miss Bristow, your record's a mess. Your consistent disregard for protocol obviously speaks to some larger systemic dysfunction. I'm recommending to the board that you be stripped of classified clearance and assigned to the dispatch office at Langley. You're transferring me to the mailroom? You'll report to Officer Hermelin 8 a.m. on Monday. Let me get this straight. Is this a permanent reassignment? Technically, that's what a demotion is. If this is your decision, Director Chase, I will no longer burden this agency with the hazard of my participation. Yeah. Well, she doesn't like the blonde hair. And apparently she's been polyjuiced here. Mm-hmm. Blonde hair, high cheekbones. Yeah. Her <laughs> and, and he comes up disguised as a Frenchman. That's right. funny. She says several times when they've met. She's arranged to meet Jasper. He's been saying goodbye to some glamorous woman or another. Paris is for lovers. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yes. It was either the way he was or the way he was pretending to be. Yeah. James sort Bond. Of a James Bond character. <laughs> Apparently, Ginny knows who James Bond is. Well, I wouldn't expect the Weasleys to know muggle films all that much, but who knows? Well, you know. I'm hey, Harry Potter. It's that spy thing. You know? Training films for the Aurors. <laughs> I was going to say, it's Aurors. <laughs> this is not how M5 works. <laughs> if you must blow up your vehicle every time, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Some of the Bond stuff was like magic, you know, all that stuff they made for him. It was kind of magical. That's true. Yeah, I could see it. So I thought this was appropriate that their code that they set up was Lily's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the red rose. rose is the flower of love. <laughs> Where the hell do you get these lines? I have a book. John's <laughs> <laughs> <Ron's> book. <laughs> uh, I, but I like what she says. You know, he's like, roses are better. And she says, oh, it depends on who's giving them to you. Yeah. So. A lily can mean so much more than a rose if the right person handles. How do I get the impression that that's what Harry gave her? Mm. You never know. 
Yeah. And I could see Harry giving lilies. Yes, me too. So she has this invisibility cloak with her. Right? Which she has never used as an aura. Mm-hmm. But this is a little different. And she right. gets the idea that Harry would approve and actually be disappointed if she didn't use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since, yeah. you know, it's like, I'm about to break the law uh, even more than in the past. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mischief managed. Uh, oh, boy. And he's not nervous at all because, yeah, he breaks into the French Aura's office all the time. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> he even went in as the French Prime Minister once and signed autographs. <laughs> Nobody even thought twice. Mm-hmm. So in they go, and she's looking through the files, and he's starting to get nervous because they've been in there way too long. And he's like, we're going to get caught! And he doesn't want to spend his time in prison. If he gets caught, you know, he's kind of a known person, maybe. And he knows that if they catch him, they're going to go after him with everything they've got. Oh, yeah. He does a lot of stuff. But they're looking for the Marsden file, and then she thinks, hmm, maybe there's a Lucas file. Right. She's yeah. going to check that as well. But there really isn't much of anything. There's just this name, Robert Fournier, and apparently he's got some medical problems. Mm-hmm. So she kind of dismisses it and puts it back. Right. He's like, I hope it was worth us both getting killed. And she says it was nothing. It's like, okay, we need to go. And she says, okay, you go and I'll cover our, our asses. And she follows him out with one hand on his back so he knows where she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's under the cloak. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they get caught. Monsieur! Apparently, Monsieur, stop where you are, please. Stop, please. You are not authorized here. Yeah. Or something. No. You're not allowed to be here, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, pardon me, I'm looking for the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid I'm lost. <laughs> and uh, so she sends him on her on his way. And Ginny's like, wow, that was some impressive spell work. And mm-hmm. he says, yeah, but it's not going to last very long. Yeah, okay. it's a little quick infatuation spell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now we know why he has all those hot women. Mm. <laughs> That's good. Somebody and then needed the popcorn. Somebody pounds apologies. on the door. Yeah. Pound, yeah, pounds on the door. Yeah, they've locked themselves in the loo, and he says, "Okay, do you think you can make it through the wards?" And mm-hmm. she says, "Well, I don't have much choice." And so her polyjuice is fading. Right. She kind of wonders a little bit why his doesn't seem to be, but she's got to go because they're bursting into the bathroom. So she just gives everything she has and apparates right through the wards. Right. Yeah. And she... And passes out. She does that a lot. Mm. Yeah, well, apparently, she not only apparated herself out... She pulled him with him. She pulled him right out with her. She was glowing at the time. Yeah. Which she's only ever seen Harry do. Right. Which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Which was... before that happened, she kind of asked for Harry's help. Yeah, she invoked him. And the one time that she saw it like that was during... The battle in the Great Hall, mm-hmm. which just like was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he says, I always knew you were powerful, but I didn't know you were that powerful. And she, well, and he says, I've never seen anything like that. And she mm-hmm. says, I have. I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Jasper packs her a rucksack and he says, I think we'd better split up. You can go over here. I've got this place set up and you can stay there for a couple of weeks and then you'll have to move on again. And Trammell has sent a letter. Which mm-hmm. he's already read and has stuck in the bag for her to read later. And he says to her, I hope you find what you're looking for. Yeah, people say that to her a lot, I guess, three times so far. But yeah, well, that's, that's a lot. a number of people who believe her, so <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. 
So she wants to read the letter, but she's not really sure she wants to read the letter. And and I love the letter. Weasley, I thought it was time I contacted you. I hope you're behaving yourself in that hospital and not burning the place down. Although I wouldn't put it past you. I visited your brothers the other day just to make sure their shop was running honestly, you know. <laughs> they showed me some of the most unusual charms. Anyway, I wanted you to take care of yourself while you're in there. No getting out of line. And you must promise, solemnly swear even, that you are not up to anything bad. Um, mm-hmm. And she realizes that it's the... And she laughs. The I light love comes it. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I solemnly swear I am up to no good. Mm-hmm. And... The rest of the letter appears. Took you long enough. (laughs) I'm going to write for all of us first because I have the best handwriting and because I'm the one who knows the charm. Well, besides Hermione, but she's not here right now. This is George. Right. Mm -hmm. I hope you're doing the Weasley name proud and raising as much hell as you possibly can. Otherwise, we might be forced to track you down and stop frowning at me. And kick your ass. Ron says he doesn't think that's possible, but I think with both of us, we might be able to just manage it. <laughs> Which makes and, her laugh. Yes, and she's crying too right. at the same time. And if we brought Percy with us, he could bore you to death until you were a puddle of goo on the floor. And then we could lecture you until you regained consciousness. <laughs> Honestly, Jen, I hope you're taking care of yourself. You've gone and turned the whole family upside down with all of this. Good on you. We could all use a little shake-up now and again. Dad and Percy have been lobbying the ministry to drop the case against you. Surprisingly, they've been successful. Hermione almost lost her position in the law division. Oops. Ron says I wasn't supposed to say anything about that. But everything turned out well, or as well as can be expected, because the ministry officially dropped all charges against you last week. It looks as if you're going to be in the clear soon. But Trammell warns that it's still not a good idea to come home. Mm -hmm. In fact, he says that while you can relax some, don't ever think they'll stop looking. That's going to break mom's heart and mine, but I'll manage. Keep your chin up, Jen. You're the strongest of all of us, and we support you no matter what you do. By the way, Dean's going to be okay. He spent two days in ministry custody, but Hermione managed to get him out without too much damage. There were words of goodbye, but Ginny couldn't bring herself to read them. Mm-hmm. Mischief managed. And then it turns back into Trommel's scratching handwriting. Yeah. Yeah. Geez. So, wow. Yeah. And that is the end of chapter 11. That is the end of chapter 11. And we move on to chapter 12, which is this time. Do we have any author's notes for the end of chapter 11? Nope. We never have any for the end. It's always at the beginning, and there's nothing at the beginning here either. Okay. I don't have anything over here either. Chapter 12 is called This Time. And Bill tracks her down. Yeah. He does. And shows up, and he's sitting at the table drinking her last butterbeer when she walks in the room. <laughs> and the first thing she says is, when I was eight, you came home and found me where? Yeah. You were in that old tree fort by the pond, and you were crying because Mom yelled at you for turning Ron's hair blue. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was disappointed uh, that she couldn't hex him. <laughs> yeah. And she says, I didn't expect to see you here. And he says, well, I really didn't expect to find you. (laughs) Just kind of happened. Trammell's giving them a little nudge. Yeah. And we find out that Molly sat up all night Christmas at the table just waiting for her. Oh. And so he had to find her. And they've apparently decided she's actually not crazy, but uh, she was still acting pretty crazy at the time. So Mm -hmm. Yeah. We could only believe what the papers were saying because you weren't telling us any different. And you were acting like a crazy woman. Yeah. But can you see how we jump to conclusions? And she asks about Teddy and she asks about Andromeda and Kingsley. Mm -hmm. And Andromeda and Kingsley have gotten married. Yeah. 
<laughs> Strangest relationship, really, but to each their own. I actually speaks, saw that coming a little bit. Speaks the man who's married to a villa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. And they don't have much information. Trammell has given them a little. There was something caught up in something at the ministry and they wanted you out of it. So she's hiding. And Trammell hasn't confirmed to them that Harry is still alive. No. If he's alive. Mm-hmm. So he's basically catching her up on home and yeah. things like this. And she says, I'm going to have to move again if you found me. Then chances are the ministry is not far behind you. And, and he yeah. says, do you think they're still looking? And she says, yeah. Yeah. And of course, George has sent her money again. Right. And she's reluctant, but she has to take it because, you know, moving every few weeks is expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's not actually making any money at this point. So nope. she takes it. And he wishes her good luck, and she silently promises him that she's going to find Harry, but mm-hmm. doesn't actually say that, because she still doesn't right. want him to think she's not. Right. Oh. And she really hasn't found any leads that work so far, so she's getting a little discouraged, but right. she's going to keep going anyway. And she's been, yeah, traveling around France, and now she's hiding in Spain, and mm-hmm. then, yeah. And she's glad he came, because, I mean, she has to move again, but still made her feel better. And yep. we shift on, and she's in San Sebastian now, which I don't actually know where that is, but somewhere in Europe, I would presume. Well, it's on the coast. I have to look it up. Heard the name before, but I don't remember what country it's in. Well, I think it's in Spain, because she's trying to speak Spanish, and it says something about Spain here. And oh, yeah. this man slides into... The empty seat next to her. <laughs> and he says, don't look around. Talk to me as if we're old friends. And she's like, uh, who are you? And It turns out it's Jasper. Yeah. He yeah. gives her details about their time in France. He's yes. tracked her down because they've tracked her down. Right. There's a man and a woman at the bar who are agents from the ministry. Yeah, they're there to get her. So yeah. They're going to lead these guys on a merry little chase. <laughs> you think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is really quite fun. Yeah. At one point, he has to circle back around because they haven't followed close enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wait here in the alley and I'll go get them. Wait a minute. Yeah. I got to go find them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. That's so funny. I thought you used polyjuice and apparently he doesn't use polyjuice. No. Nope. He is a, his skill is changing his look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And disappearing. He's got the same power the Tonks has. Yep. And yeah. They were the only two, and now he and Teddy are the only two. Yeah. That he knows of. And she thought he looked older, and then a few days later, when she saw him, she thought he looked a little younger because she thought he looked better. And it turns out that depending on what part he's playing, he morphs himself either older or younger. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the way he looked at Hogwarts is pretty close to how he normally looks. But when he was in Paris, he needed to be older for some reason, so he was being older. So they stun the oars and leave them behind. Well, well, they finally catch up to Jasper and Mm -hmm. and ask him, where's Weasley? Mm -hmm. We've been trying to find her for weeks. We just managed to catch up to her here. And she says, oh, you caught her, all right. right. Zap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But they got to get out of here now. So now they're really on the run. Mm -hmm. And they're discussing the people they were looking for, because the reason she was in San Sebastian is that Marsden was here before Paris, and maybe meeting somebody, they don't know who, could have been Hughes. Apparently, that's a bit of a dead end, because nobody knows anything about where he is or any of that, but he's involved in all of this somehow. Yeah. And she's kind of discouraged, because she really hasn't found anything, she's not succeeding at all. And he says, says, you're still alive. Yeah. That's a good thing. You're still free. Mm-hmm. Just don't give up. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I might have a lead. May give a lead for us to follow. And she's like, 
Oh, Us? Sweet. Wait a minute. And he has decided he doesn't have anything to do right now, so <laughs> for the next two months, he's going to track this down with her. That weird sound that you hear is my nose. Sorry. <laughs> That's my nose. <laughs> so he says, this is what I found. And he puts his newspaper down, and it's a Croatian newspaper. Gee, it's thanks. A, yeah. It's a research article on brain injuries due to memory charms. Ooh. And there's this healer whose name matches one of the names she remembers from the file, who yeah. is apparently famous for making big strides. He's the leading authority on regaining memory. And she's like, oh, that's ironic. Yeah, really. Because all of this has to do with racing memories. But yeah. it kind of makes sense. If you know stuff about one, you'll likely know stuff about his opposite. Yeah, they go hand in hand. And uh, so he says, I'll give you one month. Mm-hmm. Okay figure this out and then i'm gonna go back to my own life you have a month of me and that's it and, and we shift so they have to go to, to a dramatic operation this right is the beginning of a new episode or something <laughs> <laughs> breaking into the right. german they're breaking into his apartment and she's kind of wondering uh why am i breaking into his apartment when you're in the metamorph mages right He's like well I'm breaking into the high security Rhineland Institute where it works. So. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So he's like, that old lady next door, she's got some sort of internal sensor when I come into the building. I think she's getting suspicious. She always knows when I'm there. She's an old lady busybody. Yeah. <laughs> so. She told him the doctor's writing a novel and she's courier between him and the publisher. <laughs> and she yeah. assumes it must be a dirty novel. <laughs> I don't know why, what Ginny's apparently been carrying around or why she would assume that. But. Well, it's a young woman. Come on, think about it. So she breaks into his flat and she starts going through his things. And she finds nothing. Well, yeah, she finds a date book, but Mm -hmm. she can't figure out because everything's abbreviated. Mm -hmm. But somewhere she figures, well, if he keeps notes on everything like that, maybe he'll still keep his notebooks from years ago. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that's old enough to work. But there are stacks and stacks of books and files and everything else. And she doesn't know how she's going to search all of this, but she just sort of wonders, if I was going to keep something really safe, where would I put it? And so she looks in the shadowed corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when she removes the charms, voila, there's a safe. Mm-hmm. And she's just started picking the lock, and Jasper walks into the room. <laughs> I could just see her sort of like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the hell are you doing here he says the office didn't have anything so they get into the safe and she finds daily planners right and she starts seeing the name lucas yeah and and she's going through the files and they're medical files yeah mm-hmm. and they're generic enough to hide the identity of the patients and one of the pages in the last file is wrinkled four. and she finds fingerprints mm-hmm. gets to the last page of the file and there's four so photographs cool. there and each of them is a generic bare body part, except for their scars. One of them is rather distinctive, and it's the lightning bolt scar. And she recognizes all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has various scars in different places. Yeah. She says, actually, they missed one behind his ear. Yeah. Which, if I remember correctly, we'll be telling at some point. Yeah. So. But, yeah, it's the one on his chest, mm-hmm. the one on his head, obviously. Yeah, um, pretty clear. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the other ones. The third one would be, yeah. I mean, it's like 
But she knows there these are, photographs are of Harry. Yeah. So even though she's been following this up the entire time and she knew Harry was involved in this Project Lucas thing, this is still a blow because it's real proof that yeah. Harry was in this thing. Yeah. Right. And so he says, go back to the flat and I will clean up here. And that is the end of the freaking chapter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The comments went a little crazy. <laughs> and once again, we have Keza first up. Oh, no, there has Harry. <laughs> See, Melinda, you should read the story. Mm-hmm. He's, He's not, not dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> and chapter 13 is getting ominous, too, because it's called Running Out of Days. This is the last chapter we're going to cover tonight mm-hmm. called Running Out of Days. And it starts with a dream. a dream. And it's... Harry and Ginny are snuggling. And yes. he says he missed her. Right. And she reciprocates. Says, well, you've been distracted. You know. You've forgotten about me. And she says, I have not. I haven't forgotten about you. I can never do that. It's okay, you know, to sometimes forget to remember. And she says, no, it's not okay. He says, but it happens. And I understand. I'm a patient person. And she says, you're a liar. (laughs) (laughs) And she says, I'll find you soon. And he says, it's not about how much I love you. And she needed the affirmation. She says, I'll find you soon. And he says, don't take too long. And then he, he wants to know, do you think about me all the time? She says, yeah, all the time. And he says, and, I think about you, too. And then she wakes up. Yeah. And the Conan's in lonely bed. <sighs> and she's just, you know, she's Man. crying and she's mad <laughs> yeah. at herself because she's crying because it's a stupid dream. There's no reason to be crying, but she's crying anyway. Yeah. And then and- she hears his voice again. Mm-hmm. She hears Jasper first comes up yeah. behind her as though because she's woken up in bed and he's there or whatever. And then actually she hasn't woken up yet. It's no, one she of those hasn't. dreams where you dream you've woken up. Mm-hmm. And it, now we've got the cliff, you know, and mm, this it's part of the cold. dream is much less happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he says, I can't see the sun anymore. I need I think I need to be there. I'm not supposed to be here. And she's trying to get him to stay. Yeah. He says. I need to go and you'll find me. And then she wakes up and now it's really awake. Yeah. And she's. And Harry's dropping off this cliff and she's yes. basically yes. leaping after him. And Jasper is holding her onto the bed, which she's trying to leap off of. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's trying to wake her up because right. she's like, I'm awake. And he's like, you scared the life out of me. <laughs> Break the door down to get in here. Yeah. Cause she's got some pretty heavy wards up. Mm hmm. And you want to talk about it? And she says, no. No. <laughs> sometimes it helps. Uh, sometimes it just drives me more insane. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to get an early start. And you're like, oh, of going insane? <laughs> I think you've already started that, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so now they need to figure out. She's what more determined is. than ever. They need a oh, lead. Yeah. yeah. Help me out, Mary. We need some luck. Jasper thinks he might have something. And um, he says, did you find the name Marius, Marius anywhere in your file? And there's a few references in a really, book. But there's letter. There's a letter M in yeah. lots of places. Cause he did but nothing after the summer of 98. Mm-hmm. I think it was in late 97. The timing would fit. Last year, I was in Africa trying to track down a Frenchman by the name of Henri Moreau. He's heavily into the illegal potions trade in France, and it's possible he's connected to the underground market in England. When I was there, I questioned a man about Moreau. At some time, I thought his brain had become too addled by too many potions. But now I'm wondering if he wasn't part of Lucas. He didn't act like the others. 
He went on about a government conspiracy, kept talking about Imilingo, yeah. Imilingo which is Zulu for illusion. Mm, I'm not sure how you pronounce that exactly. But yeah. yeah, Imilingo. He doesn't know what it is. And Ginny just gets this feeling that this is a real lead. He's connected somehow. Mm-hmm. This could be and we need to find this thing. guy. Mm-hmm. And they and had other photos. She, yeah, she There were other photos. Her. One of the patients was a black man or a black mm-hmm. person. At least dark-skinned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And are there any dates listed with that? And the photos were taken in February of 98, mm-hmm. which was months before they took Harry, which <laughs> was in October of 98. So now they need to go find Marius. Yeah. So we shift to right outside his door, and Jasper has apparently been being annoying for a while. Yeah, he's mothering <laughs> her again. Yes. <laughs> I don't like knives, and it will definitely involve knives. <laughs> if you don't stop, I'm going to get violent, and it won't be pretty. Will it involve mm-hmm. knives? <laughs> and so he's calling him Mr. Jasper, the guy who's in the... And here he is. He is a tall man with... Almost pitch black skin and pure white teeth. And he is Marius. And um, she introduces herself as herself. Mm -hmm. And asks what he can tell them about Lucas. And he flinches. It was not called that when I was there. And it was the illusion. And she says, why would you call it an illusion? He says, because all was not right. It was not safe. Magic all around. Bad, bad magic. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like a hospital, but bad. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, they, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. They make me think bad things, which kind of reminds you of the Dementors. And yeah. he reminds me of the big guy in the Green Mile. Yes. You know, the great I, big, yes. soft-spoken, polite. They think he's a murderer and he's really not. Yes. Man. I was thinking of the guy in the early seasons of Heroes. Which I didn't see. No, nor did I. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, well, there's a big Haitian guy in that. It was one of the nominally bad guys to start with, and then various other convoluted things happen because they always do convoluted things in Heroes. Yes, they do. <laughs> I only watched the first season, really. <laughs> and we find out that they make the scars disappear. Yes, he says, before I go, people say I have scars. Now, no scars. They think I die. I do not remember before only parts, but I remember Emilingo. I remember Illusion. And she says, were there others there? And he says, he says, maybe. This is making him uncomfortable. Now he's getting, now he's getting agitated. And he looks at the picture. He says, I cannot say. I wasn't there long, months only. And she says, how did you escape? They tried to make me forget. I am fast. Yeah. They pull silver from me, but I remember I get on boat, hide, and come here. I was hungry for many days. So he escaped them mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. they pulled memories from him. Pull silver from me. That's memories. And if he was on the boat for that long, and they're in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were somewhere far, far away. Yeah. Yeah. He remembers um, that there were people who cared for them. Mm-hmm. And he remembers that some of the other patients died, but he didn't see Harry. Harry. And she wonders, was this in Africa? And he says, no, there was water and I was hungry for many days in the boat. Maybe America. Yeah. And this was four years ago. Four years ago. And he tells everyone it was aliens. And he says it's easier for people to believe it was aliens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And before they walk out the door, he says, you will find your man. Mm-hmm. 
and she knows. Mm-hmm. This guy was he, really there. And yeah. he escaped. And <laughs> you love Doyle. <laughs> you don't want you want to you want to cry or anything? <laughs> she says, "Do I look like I do?" And he says, "Well, you're green. <laughs> you look a little green." Mm-hmm. Well, this is good news. We know Lucas existed, and it might have been in the states. And he's like, "Do you know you how big the states are?" <laughs> yeah. Well, it was hot. Well, and but yeah, you have to think and... about it. it was hot, and there was water, and he got on a boat. Yeah. So what are we talking about here? It's to South Africa. It could be Southern California. It could be the Gulf Coast mm-hmm. up to what? North Carolina, up to New England, but probably not that far north. Maybe up to the Outer Banks and that's it. Mm-hmm. Because that's all tropical. Right. I don't know my states in geography. So. I'm, I'm sorry. From, you know where Florida is. Florida sticks out the bottom. Right. Yeah. On the right. And if you look at a map of the United States, the part that juts out north that's North Carolina and those islands are the Outer Banks. So okay. from there, and they grow rice and tobacco. Mm-hmm. That's that's the area for that. All the way down around the Florida coast and over to Brownsville, Texas. That's all pretty tropical. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, you can have 100% humidity in Alabama and it not have a cloud in the sky. I mean, it's thick, mm-hmm. swampy, it's hot and water. So it could be anywhere along that coast or in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if he gets on a boat, he could have possibly gone through the Panama Canal. But he would I probably would imagine he would have been on the boat a lot longer. If he'd been mm-hmm. on the West Coast. Yeah. So Southeast United States. Mm-hmm. Which is something oh. at least. Yeah. Yes. She says it's more than we had. Says, yes. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. And he has his notes from the original interview. He's got to find them, dig them out, but he's right. got them. But he wants to get out of the damned country. So out here's of South an, Africa. Another one where you know that it's, he's got bad memories. And if he gets caught here, there's going to be hell to pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me let, get a little glimpse into his past here. Mm-hmm. He says, really, I don't work for the ministry. I'm a freelancer. I do some work for them, but mostly. I do dirty work for anybody. Right. I clean up messes. And if I wasn't, if I hadn't been at Hogwarts when I was, I probably would have been cleaning up the mess for Lucas. Mm-hmm. And yeah. In other words, he's a troubleshooter. Yeah. And he's not proud of what he's done. Maybe no. that's why he's helping her. Yeah. Because he's done some awful things that he'll never be able to atone for. But in yeah. Marius... Marius. Marius? Marius? Marius, I think, yeah. Marius was an has, early had, one. has had memories removed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Jasper says it's possible that he was the only one that got things right. Maybe the other ones didn't make it. She's like, no, I refuse to believe that. Mm-hmm. And he says, you have to be realistic. If he is alive but doesn't remember any of this, right. how are you a facet of his life now? Mm-hmm. And she's not. And she's like, I have to believe that he's out there and that he's alive. Yeah. So he manages to dig out his notes. They're pretty sketchy because he really wasn't looking for this time. But there are a few and nothing really makes sense if you just go through it straight. But right. she, she does find few things that are interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a reference to a specific name of probably one of the nurses who took care of them was right. called Mama Jensen. Mama Jensen. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's who we're going to go look for next, I think. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you see the things. These are the interview. The mm-hmm. pieces of the interview. He was in a hospital. Right. No. Mama, take care of me. And who is Mama? Of course, they, the interview cuts off at an interesting right. bit. Right. 
And then you have the people that where he was made him see bad things mm -hmm. and his head hurts all the time. Yeah. No magic allowed. Mama Jensen yeah. gives potions. And the pain, she would make the pain go away, but it would come back. So he's apparently having nightmares of what he so saw. What happened. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we have the name. Mm -hmm. Ginny pounces on him the minute he shows up. Right. <laughs> he's, he's been out doing basically reconnaissance and... Right. It's like, like hi, uh, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Only had to outrun two aura squads from two different countries. I'm doing well. <laughs> right. mm -hmm. And she's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm good. Here's some letters from your family. She's like, thanks. <laughs> Three inch stack of post. Oh my God. <laughs> He says, uh, you better show me what you found because I may need to sleep for a week. <sighs> so, I've been operating all over. So she shows him what she's found. Mama Jensen. Mama Jensen. And he says, I don't remember that. I don't remember a lot about this interview because I wasn't searching for Marius. I was mm -hmm. looking for Moreau. And he says, you know, this could take weeks to find this person. Months. She says, I have nowhere else to be. Mm -hmm. And I know Harry's out there. Right. And he says, I don't have anywhere to be either. Uh, I know, you know why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. And it's penance. So they're packing up. So they're off again. Off to the States. Yep. Yeah. She's thinking about, you know, being homesick. And she wasn't really homesick when she'd gone to Hogwarts because there was so much going on. And during her first year, of course, she had Riddle in the damn diary. Right. And then, well, and, and Hogwarts was only... You know, 300 miles away. Mm -hmm. It's a whole she, lot further. <laughs> she could get home if she had to. Right. Yeah. And now we have mum writing. I hope you will be allowed to answer or make your way home. But after all these months, I fear that I will never be allowed to see you again. Pray that you are well and safe because I feel that's all I can pray for. We love you, Jenny, so much. Yeah. And she says she can tell it must have been rewritten a whole bunch of times because there's nothing crossed out and everything's in straight lines and all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's just, ugh. And she doesn't make it through the whole letter because she just tears up and can't mm -hmm. read the rest of it. She sort of um, makes a picture of the borough the way it was during Bill and Fleur's wedding. With Except this time, it's Ron and Hermione getting married. Right. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, she's thinking about Luna in her bright yellow dress. And Neville's stumbling around the dance floor. <laughs> and she's there, of course, with Harry on her arm. She tries to think about she should be there for their wedding, but she doesn't think she can bear to go back without bringing Harry with her. Mm -hmm. Right. And then she says, well, even if Harry has no memory of them, just knowing for sure he's alive would be enough for her. And then she's like, yeah, right. That's not enough. <laughs> No, no she's she's not going to go home without him. Nope, they're going to America in the morning. And they're, well, apparently they're in northern Africa. They're in Egypt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they've gone from South Africa to Egypt, and Jasper left the two oars on a street corner in Bulgaria. So they've been jumping all over the place. Yeah, and no wonder he's been no wonder he's so tired operating all over Kingdom Come. On their way to the states, he's got a whole list of jumps he's been working on for hours going all over the place and then they're going to take a muggle flight at the end so just to <laughs> Woof. take a left yeah. turn and uh, at albuquerque yeah i'm gonna bring him home she makes herself a promise and that's and the that. end of chapter 13 ah! <laughs> and this week's podcast oh so, so next have, has, time, so we'll have you starting... all convinced Melinda to read the story yet? Huh? 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 She's, she's gonna not kill dead. me. You know, she's gonna kill me, right? She's gonna ban me from her list. She's never gonna want to speak to me ever again yep. because everybody under the sun is gonna be going, Melinda, you need to read this story. 
Oh, Poor Melinda. Get a knock on the door, and it's going to be Melinda holding a wand under her under my nose, going, "You are going to die now." <laughs> enough, enough already. Oh boy! After she took Jen and Ryan out on her boat, and they broke the boat. Be careful, with poor Melinda. I know, I know, I know. Any further comments on the group it's, this week? It's getting good. I'm looking forward to the next couple of chapters. Well, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Things really start uh, running quickly in the next chapter or so. That's as far as I've read. I haven't read the whole section for next time, which I suppose will be another seven, eight, maybe eight chapters, because we've done 14 sections, including the preface, and that means we have 16 left to go. So we but might we do. We may be breaking that up into three groups instead of two. Right. Just it depends on how long the chapters get. It's liable to get pretty right. long. So. Yes, yes. Well, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope everybody has enjoyed listening to us blather and, and be worried about Ginny and mm-hmm. be mad because they've done things to Harry. And- <laughs> Awful. <laughs> I know. Poor we Harry. tried not to narrate quite so much of the story this time. But we, I'm sorry. We <laughs> As we go into our fourth hour. <laughs> we have a tendency to do that, but hey, it does but, cover but- the... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like it. It works. Mm-hmm. It's good. But yes, this is a very interesting story, and things are definitely Popping. speeding up. Yeah. yeah. I say that every time. I said that last time, and we're <laughs> still speeding up. Well, that train is still the on the track. Backed all the way up, and now it's picking up the speed. The train is still on the track here. So next time, things are really going to come to a head, and then hopefully, in the last. One or two things will wrap up. I don't actually know about what happens. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Well, I hope everybody joins us next week and we will have uh, we'll uh, two weeks from now or three weeks from now or right. we'll <laughs> whenever Trisha. this actually comes out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have Trisha back with us uh, for at least part of next week. Yep, as... And I think OG will be back. Ah, Heather. Enjoy. Oliver's girl, who's probably going to be rather upset because Oliver is in Azkaban. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Illegal potions, yes. Oh, dear. Oh, boy. So, okay. Well, good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.